Hey, thanks so much for clicking on this new episode discussing Game Pass. And for the first time ever, we have a guest. You may recognize him from his channel. You may recognize him from when I reacted to one of his videos. Doc Dark 1985 is here, along with my good friend 30 and Still Gaming. Doc, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. And this should be, I think, a very good discussion about Xbox Game Pass. Brother, I appreciate you. As you already know, there's levels to this. So I just want to make sure you're ready for these levels because we're going to talk, brother. We're going to talk. Yeah, it should I, be good. I didn't, I, didn't know the, I didn't know the dress code. Should I go get a tank top to, to match you guys? <laughs> you might need to. It's about to get hot. You might need to. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'll, at the most, I might take off my hoodie. I, I didn't I didn't want to show up, Doc, too much today. So I, uh, I'm, keeping, I'm keeping the dad. I've got the dad style, the dad fashion going strong right now. Um, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to ask Doc questions about like how he got into content creation and how he approaches it, but I want to do that later in the show because people are going to click on this and they're going to want to kind of get to the meat of what is going on right now, right? Game Pass is in the news. It's in the headlines. Like People are like, what about what Phil Spencer said here and there and da-da-da-da-da. We will make sure we try to pull things in from chat and interact. We're going to jump right into this discussion. Make sure if you're watching live right now or later, smash the likes. It helps the video find more folks. And be sure to check in the description. I got Doc mentioned. I got 30 mentioned. Check out their channels. Really make sure and check out Doc and support him. Throw him some subs. His content is very opinion-driven. He's just going to boot up and tell you what he thinks, which is why I wanted to have him on the show. So Game Pass hits headlines as it hurts game sales and people are like, what's the future of Game Pass? I did a video this week, a live stream, just talking about I think Game Pass needs to evolve and start to foster an ecosystem of purchase while also maintaining the day and date promises that they've put out there. And many people are wondering, what about Starfield? Is Starfield going to still be day and date? Are they going to have to make some changes? So Doc, I want to start with you because I know you're very pro game pass so what you did a video you initially sort of responded to oh man game pass is hurting game sales what was your initial thoughts when you saw that in the headlines from the 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 cma documents that came out i was surprised that was even news that 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 blew my mind like to me it makes sense it makes sense to me it didn't make sense what phil said in the beginning I didn't know who he was talking about. I had no idea what gamers he was talking about. If I subscribe to a subscription service and I get to play the games, why would I buy the games that I'm already playing? Like that, that to me doesn't make any sense. The same way I use music, the same way I do with movies, doesn't make any sense to me at all. But you mentioned something right now that you just kind of skid right past. I I can't let it just go. Okay. Starfield's not going to be on Game Pass? There were people that were worried after the headline. They're like, are they going to make you buy Starfield? Are they not going to put Starfield on day and date? And I said, no. I said, that's going to be on their day and date. That's a promise that they've made. That's been major, major drum bang from them. You know, if there's anything I have learned since being in this content creation thing on YouTube is that there's a certain crowd for whatever reason. Hold on. Let me take a sip. Got his PlayStation mug. I like it. I like That's, it. I see that. That just hates Game Pass. <laughs> that just feel threatened by Game Pass. I mean, I'm not gonna call out what that crowd. Is. Hold on. Are those are those play? Are, is it PlayStation tears in there? Is this, I was just gonna say that. I was like, is that the tears of PlayStation? I mean, I didn't know we were gonna start right off the bat like this, but wow, I could see that actually being a rumor that Starfield won't be on 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 Game Pass. No, Starfield is gonna be on Game Pass. 
as far as it affecting game sales, to me, it was just like, I, of, of, of course, it makes sense. But they're looking at it, making money a different way. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll let 30 put his two cents in before I get too deep into it. Okay. So what's the question? Starfield, is it coming to Game Pass that you're asking me? Well, no. What did you think of the headline more or less? Like, let's stay on, let's stay on Game Pass. Like, the, the headline that, like, Game Pass is, is having a cannibalistic effect on game sales. Like, why? What are your thoughts on that? As Doc said, like, is that news? Because, like, I've been, I've been beating that drum for five years going, there's no way a game comes out on day and date and someone says, oh, it's, it's going to sell so many copies. Why? If there's 20 million people subscribed, maybe, let's just say, maybe 1%, 2% of that people that are renting the, the service are going to go out and buy because of the collector's edition or they want the statue or the, the gas mask or the space suit, whatever, whatever comes with it. But some the people will be hammer. Yeah, yeah, a little exactly. Fisher price hammer, right? <laughs> so they, they might they might buy the game because they're like, I want to support the devs, and that's a whole different type of conversation, right? Because obviously the devs are not waiting for you to buy the game so they can get paid. They already got paid. They, their their salary. They they already made their money. The company is now reinvesting that money that they've spent on those developers so they can get it so they can make their next game. But they already have the yeah. next game in, in, in down the line. So I, I think it's silly. Um, when they when people get like I'm 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 buying it for the devs unless you're buying it for a, a, a team of ten people that are independent company that are making their first game that's supporting the devs. But if, when you're talking about AAA titles, you're not supporting the devs. You're supporting the conglomerate company that's making a video game and they're trying to make as much money as possible off it. Now, if it's on Game Pass, the up money upfront money that they get, if it's a third party game, whatever that contract is, it's different for every single person for every single game. I know mm-hmm. uh, that cooking simulator game that came on Game Pass, they got what six hundred thousand upfront. For their for their game to come on Game Pass, and then they make DLC, so people pay the ten dollars for the actual DLC, and that's how that worked, right? So, yeah, Starfield's first party title, that's that's not making money if you're if it's on Game Pass because people are just getting Game Pass. There's no way if I'm paying fifteen bucks a month, I'm gonna pay fifteen bucks a month, try Starfield out and go, you know what? I'm gonna buy it because I'm gonna own the game. You're not you don't own games anymore. You're only paying for the licensing of that game until they go, hey, you know what? Servers are shutting down and it's Ooh, gone. That's another that's another deep rabbit hole. Uh, Lono, let me let me let me say this as well. If there's anything that should be cannibalizing game sales, are these seventy dollars games running at thirty frames per second? Yeah, that's what should be cannibalizing game sales. Yeah, right? but again, this this whole Game Pass thing and and words have meaning. So when you hear cannibalizing game sales, automatically puts a trigger. Like, oh my god, games aren't selling now. I know. Lono, you know more about this than I do. And this is something that I wanted you to educate me on. Okay. Why is Game Pass hurting the gaming industry? Yeah. And I'm sure it ties into this, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you believe? I believe that it will have, and I, I, it can have, a negative effect on the gaming industry, yes. And I think it, we have an analogy in Netflix. Because Netflix dumped tons of money into their first-party programming... And then they'd always go to do their second season of a show and it wouldn't impact subs enough and they would cancel the show. So that's a concern I have is let's say Starfield is amazing and it impacts sub numbers. Okay, but then future content sequels DLC for Starfield, if it doesn't impact the sub numbers of Game Pass enough, is Microsoft going to interpret that as this is not a worthy endeavor? We're, We're not making enough. Like if Game Pass becomes such a sole focus. Now, I don't think it will be. Microsoft revealed that it's only going to be about 15% of their annual revenue from gaming. 
I don't think Game Pass is as central to the plan as a lot of us thought it was. I think it's there, but I think their main focus is publishing and cloud. I think they want to own a ton of property so they can sell it everywhere. They want to take the software approach and Game Pass is just their like additive to their ecosystem. I thought yeah. Game Pass was like the be all end all. I thought this is bad for gaming if they become I always said they want to become the Netflix of gaming. I'm mm-hmm. like I don't know, Netflix seems like a cautionary tale. They're having trouble because they can't keep up. They can't yes, spend yes. enough. So that's why I'm like uh, can we downplay this a little bit? Like I had ideas this week make Game Pass a catalyst for purchase so that it fosters more of that mindset of like we should be buying games and supporting good games instead of playing them on a subservice. Yes, go go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, here's the thing, people are looking at uh, Game Pass wrong, right? Game Pass is not uh, trying to get people... What what computer are you guys using right now? What operating system are you using right now? I'm using Windows. Windows, yeah. Windows, right? They didn't make a computer, they made the software for the thing. Well, they're trying to make that software for games. So mm-hmm. when you put on your television set, the Game Pass app is there, right? On your smart TV, it's on your phone, it's on your wherever you go, the Game Pass app will be on your smart TV, on your mobile phone, on your Xbox, wherever it is. They don't care where it's where it's put. They want to be the Netflix. They want to be the operating system for games. You think of games, you want to play games, turn on Xbox, you turn on Game Pass. That's what it is. That's what they're trying to do. I, I I agree. So so Lono, you said something that g- goes with my little freaking um, what's it called? With my uh, my slogan that there's levels to this. A long time ago, Phil said that uh, they weren't competing with Sony and Nintendo. They yep. said they were competing with Google and Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember I even made a video about it. Like you're disrespecting Sony and Nintendo. Like those are the gaming companies that you should be competing against. But again, at that time, I didn't see. Again, there's levels to this, right? Very recently, I found out that Google Stadia only had apparently only like 5% of the uh, market share when it comes to cloud. Mm -hmm. And that xCloud has 60 to 70%. Mm -hmm. That's what they want. They want to get into cloud gaming. So like 30 said, they could be in everything. So I agree with what you both are saying. It's almost as if Game Pass was the Trojan horse and xCloud is, is the main thing behind it. But they were smart enough to know that us as consumers weren't ready for a full cloud development or whatever. The same way you guys remember when people talk trash about Xbox, when it was like Xbox TV, 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 TV. These consoles are entertainment systems. Yep. I'm willing to bet most people use these consoles not just for gaming, but for Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So the same right. thing that they crushed Microsoft for doing in advance, being able to use your console for TV, 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 TV. Now all of these things have it to the point that the Nintendo Switch not having YouTube and Netflix became a problem. Yeah, and it's like, wait, I, I thought I thought this we, these were gaming consoles, right? Mm-hmm. So I I agree with you, man. And and even though it pains me to say that, I agree with you. Xbox is looking at a bigger picture. They want more qu- uh, quantity of people, not necessarily the quality of gamers. And that's why I made that one video that I know you disagree with, but we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's like the, the Trojan horse type of thing you're talking about, right? When Xbox was out many years ago, before Phil Spencer got there, they're like, hey, we're going to make a cable box to put inside your living room. And everyone's like, we, we don't want that, right? Same thing if I came up to you and said, hey, I want you to carry a tracker and a camera on you at all times are you going to take that deal no but if i sell you a cell phone that you can surf the web that has a camera a microphone a chip right and you pay thousands of dollars for that you're like wow this is awesome i'm I'm walking around that's the exact same thing instead of them 
saying it out loud. Hey, we got this entertainment system that you're going to put in your living room. Right now, they're just like, no, it's just a gaming box. But like you said, Ark, it's it's got Netflix, it's got YouTube. Because television's the past, right? That's the old school media. Now the new school is YouTube, Netflix, streaming services, on-demand type of stuff that you can just rent, download the movies on your Xbox. They, they've got it. They got you, the cable box in front of you right now. It's just not the old school cable box. I, 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 I want to circle back to Game Pass with respect to why is this news? Why is this news? Because Eugene put this in chat, and I do tend to agree with him that the reason this was making headlines is because it did seem contrary to what we were being told. You know, Phil, Phil made his statement in 2018, which at the time I think he might have been speaking factually because that is right when Game Pass lands. It lands in 2018. And Forza uh, 4, Forza Horizon 4, he said they were seeing more sales. Like, Game Pass was actually helping it. Because people were playing it on Game Pass, word of mouth spreads, people were buying it. But I kind of agreed with Doc. I was like, who's going to look at Game Pass for 10 bucks and Forza for 60 and not just be like, I'll grab Game Pass and I'll keep it for a month, right? I think that's one of the dilemmas facing Game Pass is you can literally snag it for a month and play a full price game. And, mm-hmm. and save tons of money. So I think between 2018 and now, I actually think it had an effect on game sales that they were po- probably not anticipating. If, if Phil's walking out into the public and saying, oh no, it's increasing sales. Yeah, more people are buying from a game being on Game Pass. Even though it didn't make sense at the time to anybody kind of analyzing the statement, like why would somebody spend more money than the cost of the subscription? It doesn't make much sense. If that is the case... I outlined a bunch of things the other day and I want to know what Doc thinks because as somebody who is super pro Game Pass I was Mm -hmm. saying they could foster an ecosystem of purchase by saying listen if you're on Game Pass we're going to give you more than a discount on a game if you buy it we're going to let you play the game a week or two ahead of everybody else if you buy it using essentially like FOMO fear of missing out to say sure you can play the game day and date when it releases but as a Game Pass subscriber you can get early access if you buy the game. They're kind of already doing this because if you buy Redfall Deluxe Edition, you get in like 72 hours early. So you can wait and play it on Game Pass or you can buy the game and jump in line. They did the same thing with Hogwarts, but Hogwarts wasn't on Game Pass. But early access for Deluxe Edition is already a thing. What if they made that endemic to Game Pass as well? That's, I was actually going to ask you how would they do that, but that's a good idea. That would be a way to, to foster it because... You already get discounts for, for if you have Game Pass, if you're going to buy a game. There's already a discount for a lot of those games on there. Um, but to be able to play it early, that, that'll that work. Because didn't people buy Forza Horizon 5 early? Yes. Just to be able to play it early, even yep. though they knew it was coming to Game Pass day and day? That's right. Wow, that's a that's actually a great, that's actually a great idea. But what if they don't... I know this is going to sound bad. But what if they don't care about the game sales? See, that's what the question we don't know. Yeah, yeah. They don't. That, see, right? that's the question we don't know. And this is this is my this is my big conundrum. You buy Bethesda for how much they buy Bethesda for, and production mm-hmm. costs of Starfield's got to be very high, right? Mm-hmm. I can't I can't see the subscriptions being enough because that's what Netflix ran into. They had to dump so much money into first party. If the only way you're making money is through subscriptions, that starts to plateau and level off. I mean, Phil said, I believe, or he he either said it or yeah, he said it in an interview 
they already feel Game Pass has plateaued on console. Like they've gotten about as many subscribers as they're going to get. They see yeah. untapped potential on PC. So I'm like, if you don't get a big, huge meteoric rise in subscribers, how are you going to fund projects like Elder Scrolls Six and I, I'm, all these other, you know, games that they're going to be wanting to make a new Gears game, right? Hellblade Two. I don't know. I'm like, where's where's the money coming from? Because you know, Mo is saying in chat, 300 million a month. Yeah, that's great, but yeah. every game has its own ROI that they want to see. Every game needs right. to get yep. an investment return. Yeah, but that, that's not true, though. If you go into a grocery store, there's there's hot ticket items that you come in there for sale, right? That you, you go in that are up front. They sell them. They're losing money on those things just to get you in the door. But they're also selling the high ticket prices also, and they're also making those sales, right? That's what a grocery store does. Put as much stuff in there as possible, okay? Put the stuff that's not selling very well on a, on a platform, right? And then people buy that stuff up, the corn, the, the, the sauces, whatever, the cakes, right up front. And then you're like, oh, while I'm here, I'm going to also pick up something else. That's what, that's what Game Pass is, right? You walk into Game Pass, and you have these independent games. You have all these little small titles, old titles, right? That you, You're like, oh, I'll pick that up. I'll pick that up, and you'll, you'll play a little bit. They don't care. See, time is time, right? Time is time. Everyone has 24 hours in the day. It doesn't matter if you, if you spend $70 or $60 or $40 or $30. They have you in time. So the more stuff they put on Game Pass, the more time you're in Game Pass, the more time you're downloading games from Game Pass, playing games. And then if you look at all the first-party titles that Xbox is making right now that is on as a live service, Halo Infinite was the, was a purchase game, but you could play that on Game Pass for free. But they also gave the multiplayer for free, but then they also sold Battle Passes. Forza Horizon 4, Forza Horizon 5, selling season passes, battle passes, extra skins and cars, Sea of Thieves. You can play it for free, but you also have all the cosmetics. Every first-party title game that they had that they were developing has some sort of fee if you want to keep playing of cosmetics only, and they keep playing. And 20% make 80% of the profits across the board, no matter what who's playing what game. 20% makes 80% of the value for that game, for that service. And real quick, before you go, Doc, 300 million is exactly correct, right? Three, think about $300 million. That is a price of a game that could be in development for six to eight years. A game like Grand Theft Auto 4 or 5 that costs $250 million to make. And that's been relevant for eight years, okay? And they made a ton of money off that. They're making that amount of money to support a, a studio like Rockstar every single month, okay? $3.6 billion or whatever it is for the year based on just... 30 p or 30, 30 million people or 25 million people that are playing for game pass I you're, mean, you're I, muted I, you're muted yeah, you're oh good. no he's good he's good i can't i was buffering in in life <laughs> i i can't disagree with anything you said but as you were talking i was thinking about gentlemen are, are, are we maybe not seeing this for what it really is what if game pass wants to reach to a point where the only way a video game is 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 viable is if it is on Game Pass. And then and and what I'm what I'm saying is this, okay? I'll use um hip hop, I'll use rap music music an example, okay? Jay-Z was one of the biggest rap artists ever, okay? He used to have music on Spotify and Apple Music, and then he left and decided to do his own thing with title, okay? He thought he was bigger than music himself. He was not bigger than Spotify, not bigger than Pandora, not bigger than Apple Music. A lot of people did go to Tidal and follow him, right? But a lot of people just stayed with the service that they were already on, that they were already paying for. Like, okay, I guess I'm not listening to Jay-Z anymore. 
it's okay. Eventually, guess who came back? Now you can find Jay-Z on Spotify. You can find Jay-Z on Apple Music. And he's also obviously on Tidal as well. But Game Pass, I believe, is trying to grow to a point where it's going to be a developer is going to want to run to them to like, hey, how do we get our games on your on your platform? It's actually genius. I'm Right now, this platform that we're using, this is why I'm so disappointed in Stadia. Right now, we are making content, right, for YouTube. YouTube is getting paid off of this content, right? Mm-hmm. But 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 what but what did they pay for you to make this content for us to make this content youtube didn't pay me to get this microphone they didn't pay they didn't they didn't pay a a discord they didn't pay none of that like it's it's genius when you think about it if xbox could get to that level but they're gonna have to sacrifice putting their big triple a games in there and maybe that's what they're gonna try to do but at the end of the day it's all a gamble it's all a gamble we don't know if it's gonna work at the end of the day i say this is a gravy train that i don't know how long it's gonna is gonna last for but We'll see, but that's, I don't know, what do you guys think about that? Am I making sense or am I off the rails here? I, I get where you're coming from, but th- the only part of the equation missing there is they do pay a significant amount of money to a developer to be on Game Pass to make up for the right lack now. of sales. Yeah. Right, right now. Right. I don't know if you'll ever have a developer that says, we're willing to be on Game Pass without compensation because they know they won't sell copies. Like, that's, that's, that's like proven at this point like if you're on game pass you're you're gonna sell there's like what 25 million subscribers right now on game pass so you're gonna see a reduction in sales and then you have to consider all their first party developers microsoft Mm -hmm. is footing the bill to keep bethesda running so does bethesda get downsized do they get shrunken do we have companies just get completely shuttered if they don't impact game pass enough if they don't generate enough profit i think monetization of the titles on Game Pass is the next stage of evolution. How are the how are you going to monetize these games because they're don't they're they're not generating revenue. You won't see meteoric subscribers from Hi-Fi Rush as an example. Game goes viral, great game, sells crazy on Steam, but there's no way it had a a big push for 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 subscribers. So somebody's footing the bill to make that game and it's Microsoft. They already told us how they're going to monetize. They asked people if they wanted to see ads. Mm. Unfortunately. And this, and this is what I got to say to everyone out there that, that knows. I'm looking at the chat right now. That knows that I'm, I'm pro Game Pass. Okay? Here's the deal. It is not my responsibility to help Game Pass die. A lot of people that don't like Game Pass still subscribe to Game Pass. So it doesn't make any sense. The same people that criticize Game Pass subscribe to Game Pass. If Game Pass is truly horrible for the industry, then you also got to look at the game developers that are willing to, quote unquote, sell their soul to put their games on these subscription services. Could High could Hi-Fi Rush, could it, could it have sold on its own? I don't know. You tell me. Because uh, Plague Cell Requiem, could that game could have sold on its own? I don't know. You tell me. This uh, Atomic Heart, could that have sold on its own? I don't, I don't know. You tell me, right? But again, these developers are literally looking at, at us, the gamers, and are literally telling us, Either one, we don't trust that you're going to buy our games or you're even going to try our games. So we have to put it on this. And I understand where the game developers are coming from as well, because I'll be honest, before Game Pass, I wasn't trying any other games. I would have never tried Hi-Fi Rush. I wouldn't even spent my right. money on it. Not, not, e- not even a thought. All I would have played are first-person shooters, third-party, uh, oh, third-person over-the-shoulder game, and that one game where the dude can't jump, but he's a god. That's it. 
That's the only thing I would have been playing, right? But mm-hmm. because of Game Pass, I'm willing to try so many more things. Mm-hmm. And the other thing people don't understand is Game Pass is not going for gamers like 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 you, the 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 gamers that have been gaming for a while and have been loyal for this. They they're going for gamers like me. The gamers that are really budget oriented because before Game Pass, no game was getting my money anyways. I was going to GameStop. I was buying used games. So the publisher wasn't getting my money any game. I wasn't buying new games. At least now, they might be getting a penny of mine, where before they weren't getting anything that was coming from me. So there's a lot of things people got to think about, right? And if you don't think that these game developers know that GameStop is making a killing by reselling their games, right? When you go in and you trade it in and all this other stuff, come on now. All this stuff matters. All this stuff plays into it. So it does. It's just different different ways of thinking. So don't be mad at me that I like Game Pass. If you don't like Game Pass, you shouldn't be subscribed to Game Pass. That's my, my humble opinion, right? Oh, but if And if you don't like Game Pass and you're a publisher, don't put your game on Game Pass. But if you put a Plexo Requiem on Game Pass, I'm going to play it on Game Pass. Just is what it is. Amazing game, by oh, the way. You guys should try it. Earlier, someone said that, you know, Phil Spencer said that the, the sales, making more sales. It doesn't say it was selling more copies. It just says it's making more sales, right? Which, if... Let's say a game comes out like Hi-Fi Rush and it would have sold, let's say, I don't know, 250,000, 300,000 copies. Like if it just came out, people are like, oh, man, that's fun. That's that's the the bulk of it, 200,000, which would probably be super successful for, for that game, right? Yeah. Instead, Game Pass or Microsoft is like, how many copies do you think you're going to sell? And they're like, well, our goal is to sell 150,000 copies. All right, well, we'll give you the money up front for 200,000 copies, right? And they're like, all right, cool, right? At that point, the developer doesn't have to sweat right because they already made their money back right the the the, the studio that, that made that game plus they made some maybe profit because there's no yeah. there's no microtransactions in that they, and then and then they'll make other, other sales because they are selling some games a percentage of people do buy a game right a small percentage but a small percentage of people buy the game and that's already bonus because they already made the money up front close to their what they thought the margins was going to be or whatever else and then they made a couple sales afterwards right so that's for like an independent game smaller independent games where it's like a side scroller two-man team five-man team they're getting paid up front as well and they're they're happy because now they were making the game they thought they were only going to make the game where ten thousand people played it but instead 10 million people got to try it out right which then shines a light on that studio going the last game they made okay was really freaking good and i think i'm going to play their next game that comes out right there's this whole layer of game pass there's the the give a free-to-play game sell microtransactions cosmetics or whatever there's the independent games there are small teams you pay them up front they make the actual game then they move on to their next game they they move on then there's the the triple a games this is where it comes down to a little weird where like actually i think outriders would be like a double a game right where that game comes out and they didn't make money right they were hoping that the game would be successful enough where they could come out with a dlc and a big percentage of people would come back and play the dlc now they did make money but they probably didn't want to make they didn't make all the money they thought they were going to make. Now, if you put Hogwarts Legacy or Starfield, Starfield's a first party title, Hogwarts Legacy is a third party title. Right now we don't know the sales numbers for Hogwarts Legacy, but if it was on Game Pass, do you think they would break records of selling? No, people would just play it on Game Pass, but because it's a third party game and it's hundreds of millions of dollars were put into this game, it's harder for that type of game to succeed on Game Pass unless the company's owned by the by the actual company itself, Microsoft, because they're fronting the bill. Right, they're fronting the bill for these these software because in the in the bigger grand scheme of things, all the little games, all the the microtransactions, all the live service games, by putting Starfield on there, that's a single player game RPG, 
you're going to be there either playing that game or playing other games on that service, right? So they're all mm -hmm. like layers to be into Game Pass. It's not just black and white. They're making money, losing money. But it's look, Game Pass is fantastic for consumers. Fantastic. But in the long run, quality games are going to go down because they can't keep putting footing the bill of $3 million up front for a game to come out and it sells nothing because there's no microtransactions or nothing to, to make it on the back end. The thing that I love, I'd love to go back and watch that segment of Doc talking and then 30 talking and get a little counter in the corner for how many times you guys said the word try. That word showed up so many times. Try the game, try the game, try the game. I tried more games than I ever would. I think this is where Microsoft made a giant mistake. Xbox Arcade. If you remember Xbox Arcade, mm -hmm. you could do demos of games all of the time. My wife and I would do it. We'd be Friday night. We would download a bunch of games. We would try them. And then you get to the end and it would say, did you like this? Yeah, then buy it. And we bought a handful of games because of that. And if Game Pass would have pushed that further and said, try before you buy, that's the, that's the theme of Game Pass. If all of those games that you see in there every month, that newly added game list, was all this, you can try it before you buy it, that's a great value to the consumer, but it also maintains the ecosystem of purchasing a game that you enjoyed without disrupting the idea that, I get to try a game I never would have tried. Like, you never touched Hi-Fi Rush if you just had to buy it. But if you could try it, and you play it for an hour, you're like, that game was kind of hot. I want to finish it. Now you've got sunk cost fallacy in your brain. I've already played it. I want to keep going. This is where I think Game Pass could capitalize even more on fostering a purchase ecosystem. They could say, hey, Sony's charging you a premium for trials. You got to be on PS Plus Premium to get game trials. Like, they'll let you play Horizon Forbidden West for five hours. And then if you, and then you're probably going to buy it because you played it for five hours. I think that's what they should have done. Like, this idea of, here's the full game. It's crazy to me. It's almost too much value. It seems like a deal that's yep. too good to be true. And I want Doc to react to what I'm saying because out of the recent documents about the hurting sales, Microsoft admits that most Xbox users see Game Pass as the sole method of accessing video games and they only consider purchasing a game if it doesn't launch on the service. So they've already fostered a community of people like, why would I buy a game? I, I think that's a short road. They've got to start to foster this idea of purchasing games has value. There's a reason to do it. I don't know if they have to do that though. Like why why there's every other entertainment medium has moved away from that. I don't remember the last album I bought. Once I subscribe to Apple Music like and all the albums are there, then it is what it is. And if there's an album that doesn't go onto Apple Music like some of these independent artists that like make music and you got to buy it from their website, unless I really 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 like it, I'm not really buying it either. So but they figured out a way again they figured out a way to make money off of it, right? They've, they've, they've obviously they figured out a way. So like when an artist says I've sold diamond, it doesn't mean anything nowadays. It's how many streams do you have? How many people yep. downloaded your music or just how many people listened to your music, streamed your music or whatever, right? I think that's the model that Xbox is trying to take. And that's why the only way it's going to work is if they could be on everything. That's why they're trying to be on TVs, on, on phones. And to your point, Lono, cloud gaming is the best way to do it because you can't download a game on a phone, right? Like, like Halo Infinite, but you can play Halo Infinite on a phone, right? So again, it's, it's, I, I think right now, because it's Microsoft, they have the ability and they have the money to, to, to potentially lose all this money up front with the vision of what it could be in the future. 
What what I don't know is, and you gentlemen are gonna have to explain this to me because I really don't don't know. How much is this actually gonna affect, like you guys said, the quality of these games? And that's why I made that video. I, I think Microsoft is is okay if you subscribe to Game Pass with games like Hi-Fi Rush versus games like I don't know Horizon Forbidden West or something like that. You know what I mean? I think they're okay with that. That's why I don't have a lot of trust, and people are not gonna like this. I don't have a lot of trust in Starfield. I really don't. Hmm. Redfall, Redfall to me just looks like a good game. I don't. It doesn't look to me like a like a like a blowing out of. It's gonna blow the the gaming world out out, out of out of out of his pants. Whatever. Like, I I think Game Pass is. <laughs> you guys are not gonna like this. McDonald's still makes a lot of money, a lot of money, but I think we all agree Five Guys Burgers makes better burgers. <laughs> <laughs> right does that make sense but, all, no, but, yeah, but sure. in your analogy in your analogy though mcdonald's makes more money on real estate than they do on actual burgers so but, so, but, but what, yeah, okay that's a good point but where's mcdonald's and, and what i'm saying mcdonald's I'm is saying everywhere is, on every corner correct and that's my point earlier xbox game pass wants to be everywhere right? on every they want corner that, they want to be that virtual real estate no matter where you are what you're thinking of you're thinking of oh mm -hmm. this game is it on game pass right that's that's it the virtual get people i don't think they have to give the money away like i don't think they have to do I, I think lona what you're saying is a good idea but we're five years into game pass if they decided all of a sudden that hey we're charging you more money and you're not and you're getting less value people are going to be no way it's not going to work I, i'm i'm out right uh, because they've already they've already yeah. caretaked all the people and customized yeah. right we're, they, they've conditioned us into every time a game comes out, every single time, and you're lying to yourself and you don't think this way. You're like, is that game coming on Game Pass? Right? Soon as a game gets announced, you're like, is that game coming on Game Pass? Right now, people are looking at it going, Jedi Survivor. That comes out, it's EA. Well, if you wait, if you wait eight months to 12 months, that bad boy is going to be on Game Pass, right? So you can wait and not get the game when it comes out, right? That's, that's what people think. And well, that's just the way it is. Right. The, the way I position my idea is I said, listen, subscription services in gaming, they're in their infancy. I honestly think yes, at their birth, they were copying Netflix and thought, look how successful Netflix is being. Well, now Netflix is a bit of a cautionary tale. Like, subscription services have a... They're, they're, there's a bubble that can burst, and it can it can go poorly for you. Subscription service prices will go up. So Game Pass is going to have to increase their price. Sure. Phil Spencer's confirmed that this will happen eventually. PS Plus will go up. Disney Plus has already gone up, Okay. I think yeah. you would package this as a value add. You would say, we're increasing the price of Game Pass, but we're adding new features. We're going to add game trials, because right now they're not doing game trials. Now they could trick people, and slowly the game trials list, over time, could be more populated than the day and date list, because I think consumer behavior wouldn't balk at that. I guarantee you, if you look at the consumer behavior on Game Pass, people play a game for one to three hours and put it down. They just try it out. And game trials wouldn't disrupt that. They'd be like, I still get to try out a bunch of games. This is pretty dope. Great feature ad. Thanks, Microsoft. Like, And then even the early access thing I talk about. If you position that as a feature ad, then people feel like, I'm getting more. The price went up, and I'm getting more. Yeah. Like They could actually do it in a way to, to, to be, I think they could trick people. It, it, it could make it work. I want to thank some of the Super Chats. I don't, I don't like disrupting too much here, but thank you for the five-spot Koopa. He says, I use Xbox for third-party games mostly since they don't release many first-party games, and now Xbox get money monthly from me for Game Pass. 
for third party. I, I think the third party offering is pretty stout, honestly. There's some amazing right. indies in there that I've noticed that yeah. I, I know for a fact people would ignore indies. Indies do great on Steam, but they don't do as well on consoles. My man right. 809Lion says, uh, I don't... I, you're gonna have to read that, Doc. He's saying, what's up, Bobby? There you go. There you go. <laughs> I I can't I can't say that. Uh, Creature says, do you think it's a coincidence that during the same time frame, music and film went from first and second to third behind gaming? Like, I think that's a good point about some of the stuff you were saying about subservices, Doc. Like, you get paid money the more your album plays on Spotify you get you know and spotify didn't pay to put that album together that i think that's a challenge facing xbox they have to pay to make these games and they can't pay bethesda depending on how many people play the game that would be absurd right they just here you go eight eight hundred thousand people played this month bethesda here's your check like they can't no no you said it though lono you said it you said xbox wants to be more into publishing and distribution and i agree with you well I want to go back to what you said about McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, I think they want to do that, but I want to go back to what you said about McDonald's. Okay, okay go ahead, go ahead. On By the, the way, you got, a very, you got a very smart chat. I'm looking to see if there's anything in the chat that triggers me so I can point it out. So far, it's been pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've, yeah, we've got a nice community here. They, uh, they don't last long if, if, they're, if they come at me with stupid stuff. They get hit oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've threshed the community into, okay, good, into good. where we are today. You, you bring up McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And on the front of the show, you say, why do you think Game Pass is bad for gaming? Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly it. I think that's, we call it dollar menu gaming. I think the value mm-hmm. of games will go down because it becomes expendable. It becomes cheap. It becomes, eh, why would I buy a game? Why? Right? And so if the consumer starts to devalue it, then the quality starts to go down as well. I, I think this is true across all economic structures, whether you look at the quality of the clothing at Walmart or the quality of the meat and food at McDonald's, a nutritionist would tell you that's, that's not, that's not great food, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm worried about that in the gaming effect as well, that you'll start to get a devaluation of game quality because it becomes dollar menu gaming. Okay. I, I, I'm allowed to push back on that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me let me go ahead and push People back. People gotta ask permission to do push it. back. Okay, this was gonna be this is gonna be tough. Okay, all right. So so here's the deal, right? The five guys in McDonald's analogy works perfect because McDonald's is still around and thriving, but so is Five Guys. The difference is the consumer has a choice as to where we want to go. Okay. Now, if Game Pass was eliminating the opportunity for you to buy a game or was eliminating the opportunity for Sony to do business or eliminating the opportunity for Nintendo to do business, then, okay, now we, now we have something. If Microsoft buys Sony and Nintendo and everything's going to Game Pass, then yes, now I, now I agree. I don't want to hear about Microsoft buying Activision being a problem when most people will, will, will tell you and don't lie to you, hold on, let me take my sip of tears, that you buy a PS5 for their console exclusive if that's the case why are you worried about call of duty why are you worried about anything with activision right so here's the deal if game pass is mcdonald's and everything else is five guys as a consumer i get to choose wherever where where i eat my burgers from and i would be willing to bet everyone in chat to including us three here that we can all agree five five guys burger is better than mcdonald's burger but i guarantee you we have given more money to mcdonald's throughout the years do you think McDonald's really cares that Five Guys makes a better burger? 
No. They don't. Do you think Microsoft is really going to care if Sony or Nintendo has the better quality games, if they're still the ones making into revenue? That, that's why they're trying to boost up their first-party titles, right? So it's not, but, but this is where it gets really scary. God forbid Starfield is, is an amazing game. Yeah. Then it's really going to be a problem. Because if now we're getting five-star burger quality at McDonald rate, Sony, you're going to have some explaining to do. Correct. That's hey, that's hey. why that's why the PlayStation fan base they they need Starfield to not be good because if not they're gonna have an egg on their face. Nintendo right. doesn't care what anybody else is doing. Nintendo <laughs> will sell you a game for eighty dollars at seven twenty p. They don't care. They should have sold the, the new. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. Yeah. Right? They, they should have sold the new the new Zelda game for ninety dollars. I don't know why they settled for seventy. They should have yeah, been ninety yeah. bucks. Right? That's <laughs> right. Like, Right. You know, Nintendo sitting there talking about Gotham Knights, $70. You know, they're losing their minds. They're like, how did they let this happen, right? Right. So, again, you you in the chat have given way more money. To, I'm willing to bet my paychecks on it to McDonald's than you have to Five Guys Burgers. Yeah, we can both agree that Five Guys Burgers are better. Or insert whatever chain of burger you want to insert in there, right? Do you okay. really think McDonald's cares if we're saying Five Guys makes better burger? Okay. McDonald's is like, okay, cool. Thank you. I'm, Does that make I, sense? I've, I've got a swing back. Go, Mike. I, I was just gonna say, Game Pass is not about quality; it's about time. That's it. If you're playing games, if it's an independent game or AAA game, you're spending time on Game Pass. Means you're not spending time playing a PC or playing a, uh, on on PlayStation, right? Time is Facts. time. Facts. Right. So it doesn't matter how good quality it is. If you're done with one crappy ass game you move to the next crappy ass game that's still two hours here five hours here ten hours there and you just keep going down the rabbit hole because you're not paying for it right if think about right now battlefield 2042 came out on game pass like a month and a half ago two months ago right it's seeing an uptick in in in, in popularity because people are trying it out more people are playing the game it's still a crap game but it's easier to go down right when you get that soft drink with your mcdonald's because as the burgers, you're chewing the burger, okay? It was, you paid full price. If you had to pay $10 for that burger, you're like, man, it's a $10 burger. It's a bad burger. But if you pay $4 for that burger, you're like, yeah, it's all right. I only paid $4 for that burger. You and, and if it's on the dollar menu, you really don't care about the quality. You're just, you're just hungry, right? So if you want to just play a game, you're going to play any game that you want on Game Pass for that same price and your time. It doesn't matter if it's a, mm-hmm. a crappy game or a great AAA game. Mm-hmm. Two hours is two hours, 10 hours is 10 hours, 100 hours is 100 hours. And if you're on their platform, you're not on someone else's platform. That's true. Everything you're saying makes me dislike the Activision deal more, and it makes me want <laughs> Microsoft. It makes me want to have Microsoft. I don't want Microsoft to touch any games, and let me explain why. <laughs> let me explain why. No, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Look, <laughs> look at your boy, Master Chief. On the ground, bleeding, yeah. right? Like, Microsoft's treatment of that property is so discouraging. It's like, oh my goodness, I don't want... I want Microsoft right now to prove concept. And I think the hard thing with Starfield and Redfall is they were in development for a long time before Microsoft even owned them. So, like, I need to see the next Gears game. I need to see Fable. I need to see games come to fruition under Microsoft's ownership that don't look like Halo. Because that's the concern, is if what you're saying is true, Doc, if they're going for what 30 says, they're going for minimum viable product. They just need products to hit Game Pass. That's their goal. There was even that rumor that Microsoft really wants Starfield in June, even though Bethesda's like, it's not ready, because they wanted to hit Game Pass, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If that's true, 
that McDonald's effect, that devaluation, that diluting effect, I find that concerning. I'm like, I don't want Microsoft to own Elder Scrolls. I don't want them to own these properties. These are amazing games. If they do to Elder Scrolls what they did to Halo, I'm going to be sad as a gamer. That's that's a that's a big franchise. That's a big piece of property. And that adds to my concern. I don't want Microsoft to suddenly own Activision Blizzard and all those studios. If they start doing the McDonald's effect to all those games and properties, I'm going to let him respond. Let's thank the Super Chats. Geek to sneak with the five. I hate when people say folks who play on Game Pass don't buy games that are casuals. I buy plenty of games. I think he was saying it appeals to casuals, Geek to sneak, not necessarily that you're all casuals. And then now your mama knows Cowboys got to take a shot at Doc always. Says that he's too hard-headed. His shirts are too tight. Okay, Doc, that's enough. (laughs) Oh, leave Doc alone. All right, Doc, I want you to respond. All right, all right. I'm just, I'm just sticking up for Xbox here. Just, <laughs> just real quick, okay? I'm, I'm new to Xbox, but everyone was telling me that Game Pass, was, that, that Xbox was, was trash, had no great games, okay? Well, it's false I, now. Okay, right, all right. I know it's false, but that was definitely a narrative. It's been a narrative since, since before this generation. Xbox has no games. That's a narrative. That's a real narrative, right? I get on Game Pass, I start building my community, and people are telling me, Doc, you need to play this game, you need to play that game. Games from the Xbox One generation, okay? Not even, not these new games, from the Xbox One generation. Games that when I was done playing them, like Sunset Overdrive, right? That was like, damn, that's a good game. Quantum Break, I enjoyed Quantum Break. Man, that's a good game. All the gears, I didn't have a problem with any of the gears. I liked all the gears. I liked all the Halos. Yes, obviously, there's some Halos that I liked more than others. Halo 2 is my favorite one, personally. But I liked all the Halos. Had a fun time with all the Halos. So if Microsoft was making games that were good, and people were still saying that their games weren't good, what do you want them to do? This is, Game Pass is literally the only reason Xbox right now is viable. I want someone to 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 deny that to me. I see what you said, Geek to Sneak, and I'm not saying you're a, you're a casual, you're a hardcore sweater knitter. I'm sure you are, okay? But I want to know who's out there with an Xbox Series X or an Xbox Series S that doesn't have Game Pass. What are, what are you buying? Right. Why don't you have Game Pass, right? Game Pass is the only, especially last year, Game Pass is the only thing that sustained that kept Microsoft in, in the in the in the conversation. So this Activision duty deal, Microsoft has to do what it's got to do. People are dogging uh, Halo like you just said, Master Chief. And the reality of Halo is Halo was not a bad game. Where they messed up was that they made a live service multiplayer. They should have done what Call of Duty did. Because without us even noticing, Call of Duty and Warzone are two different things. You have Warzone, which is the free to play. When, When people rate Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, you're not talking about Warzone. You're rating just that game. They should have separated the, the free-to-play uh, version of, of, of Halo if they wanted to do that and just left Halo the campaign by itself if they wanted to do that. And if they would have done that, Halo would have gotten better ratings because Halo is not a bad game at all. But that's a whole different story for a whole other topic. The main point is everyone was saying Microsoft wasn't doing good in gaming anyways. They had to do something different. They had to. So they switched to this version. I like when people say uh, Microsoft is not doing Game Pass because they wanted to. They're doing Game Pass because they had to. Yes, I agree. But I'm the one benefiting from it. So again, I don't know. What, 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 what do you want us to do? If you don't want the quality to go down in gaming, then you guys got to go out there and buy all these games that are good quality. But that's not Microsoft's fault that these $70 games are not worth it. Forspoken is not a bad game. It's just not worth $70. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, 
right? The, yeah. the, for spoken, it's not a bad game. It's just not worth seventy dollars. That's that's the issue. I, I think going back to real quick, you, you're saying that Halo was a good game, and the problem with the people that I had for Halo is when it came out, one, it was a year delayed, and when it came out, it was still missing a bunch of features, regardless of the the multiplayer and how good the campaign was. Right? They cut what was it, one third or two thirds of the of the map, and uh, Forge wasn't in the game, yeah. co-op wasn't in the game, so. When people look at that and go, well, that's an incomplete game because it's all those things were in every other Halo game at launch, basically, except for co-op in five and in the Master Chief uh, uh, collection type of thing. Right. That came a couple months afterwards. But Mm -hmm. that that's the issue I think people have with with Halo. Right. And that is one of the reasons I think a lot of people think when games come on the Game Pass, it doesn't matter if it's uh, if it's on Game Pass, if it's broke, buggy, unfinished, and then it gets fixed over the next six, eight 12 months right and it, people look at it again it goes down easier when if you paid 120 dollars for battlefield 2042 when it came out and it was a broken buggy mess and then now you play it for free you didn't pay any money for it you're like wow i don't know what everyone's bitching about this game is actually really good mm-hmm. right and someone that paid 120 dollars goes well i i paid 120 up front and i waited a year and a half and the game is now good you see what i'm saying so yeah, yeah, that that's that's the problem that people have when the quality comes out on game pass they technically if starfield comes out if it's finished or not, it doesn't matter because if you're not buying the game straight up, then you really have nothing to bitch about because you only paid 10 bucks or you only paid 15 bucks a month. And there's plenty of other games that you can play on Game Pass if that one game is not suiting you. Right? See, that's what that's what scares Lono, though. That mentality. The fact that it's $15 a month, they're allowed to put trash in it. But that's yeah. the problem, though, because if, we, if we're talking honestly, we can't say that Game Pass is full of trash. No. A Plex Hill Requiem was amazing. Hi-Fi Rush is a great game. Like, th- th- these games are good. Halo Infinite was a good game. At least give it a good. If you don't want to give it a great, at least give it a good. Forza Horizon 5, everyone was playing that when that came out. So, mm-hmm. so Psychonauts, right? Like, 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 what are we talking about? And it's not just about first-party games. It's about them getting third-party games in there as well. Right. So, I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a little bit disingenuous when people try to act like, Game Pass doesn't have good games. And if you want to talk about AAA and AA game, half of the people playing these games don't even know. Listen, I, I consider myself a casual gamer for whatever it's worth, right? But I've never played a game and said, well, let me see. Is it a AAA game or a AA game? That's going to determine whether or not I play it. Never. <laughs> people sure. don't do that. People are lying to them. But the problem is it was Xbox has no games, then that didn't work. Then it became Xbox has no first-party games. Then that didn't work. Then Xbox has no uh, uh, first-party AAA games. That didn't work. Xbox has no first-party AAA games that are over 80% on Metacritic. That didn't work. So it's like every single narrative is getting destroyed. And these games, whether we like it or not, are going into Game Pass. If I mention someone that I got to play a Plexo Requiem on Game Pass, the first thing they say to me is, that's not an exclusive. It doesn't matter to me whether it's an exclusive or not. Right. right. Like, like I don't enjoy a game more just because you can't play it. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I want to, I want to respond. I also want to thank hey, Uncle I'm Liberty. Sorry, I keep going. I keep going you, on the ramp. So you're no, I, that's why I had you on the show. I just get to sit here. This is excellent. Uh, Uncle Liberty with the $10 says Microsoft could be trying to take PlayStation customers away. If you can pay $10 a month to play all the hit titles instead of 70, people could be more inclined to be an Xbox fanboy. I, Microsoft admitted in a document they, they, they don't feel they can get PlayStation c- customers to switch sides. Like, that that loyalty is pretty entrenched. I also think Microsoft struggles in the Asian market a little bit, and that's where Sony tends to dominate. So I think that's, that's a challenge. W- one of the things that got referenced in chat was Days Gone, 
launched on PlayStation and had a lot of bugs. And so it was not as commercially received as it should have been. And then it got patched and fixed. When it landed on PS Plus, it had this surge of praise and popularity. It had a player surge. People were like, this game's amazing. Why did everybody give it bad scores? And it's like, well, yeah, because it, it launched and had bugs. It's a tale mm-hmm. as old as time, right? A game launches and it's not freaking ready. So people were playing it and praising it. And the guy that worked on it said, if you like the game, buy the effing game. He was obviously annoyed to be like, Oh, the game's doing great now, but no one's buying it, okay? And mm. I don't think you can put that genie back in the bottle, right? Like, no, people are looking at this and saying, I don't have to buy a game. Therefore, the, the whole $70 dispute, right? Like, is it worth 70 Is it not? That's not even entering in the equation. Like, as Doc talks and says, you know, he's a casual gamer. This is how he engages with Game Pass. That's plenty of people. They're like, why on earth would right. I ever buy a game and the minute that mind switches and that mind frame switches that's my concern is the trajectory from 2018 to now that leads Microsoft to say Game Pass has had an effect on game sales that has had it go down to the point to the point that even Activision told Microsoft we don't want to be on Game Pass like Activision fought them on that and they're like no we don't want to be on Game Pass it's going to hurt our sales and mm-hmm. you can't write a check big enough to put one of our games on Game Pass Activision titles are you know tend to be very large mm-hmm. they're like no no our games sell on their own merits so if Activision's willing to say no 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 we don't want to be over there we 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 like to sell games i think the future for Game Pass is either smaller studios, smaller titles, that that upfront money is almost just irresistible because it's just, yeah. that that's, that's security, right? Mm-hmm. I also think it's so good for games that are monetized intelligently because if you can fill your funnel with players and then they're buying battle passes and skins, that's a money maker right there. The mm-hmm. big question mark for me, what is Microsoft going to do with their first party titles? Especially that the Halo story and what's coming out from X three four three employees and stuff. I'm just like, I, I think Microsoft has to change their mindset about the eighteen month contracts. They got to change their mind about how that they let these games operate and come to fruition. Because I don't want to see Bethesda taken through the same ringer that three four three was taken through. That that that's that to me is where I look and see the, de- the deterioration effect is already happening, and it's happening at like with your heart and soul in Halo. Mhm. Damn, Lono, I, you make you make sense, man. I I I I hear you. I trust me, I hear you. And 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 thirty, I hear you too. Thirty, you're more a little bit on my side, but this is the one thing you guys got to understand. Microsoft is willing to lose you. Microsoft is willing to lose you, Lono, to gain five of me. Mhm. It is, it is what it is. They're willing to lose the gamer that will never go away from an actual console to get two or three gamers that'll play their game subpar ping on a cloud service on their TV. <laughs> they're willing to do that. Mm-hmm. It's a gamble that they're taking, but they're willing to do that. And we won't know if this will work until it's done, Right. And and whether it's Microsoft doing it or Sony doing it, both these companies have have already lied to us with false marketing or just the the illusion of false marketing, you know, whatever the case may be. Like I I, I know today that I I fully believe I will never be able to see the full power of my Xbox Series X. I just don't see how that logically works when I know they got to make 
games that have to work on DS. To me, I just don't know how that logically works. Now, people are going to tell me, you just scale down the resolution. We've already seen that doesn't typically work. That's right. You know what I mean? So, so, so the lie has already been there, but they already got me into the ecosystem. If I could lie to you one way and then you stay in because of another. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, that's a magician trick. Right? It, Look over here and while you're doing something else with the, you know. Right. And, I, and, and now I got you. So the same way, like we can all agree. Five Guys Burger is way better than McDonald's. But come on, man. That dollar menu is irresistible sometimes. <laughs> I Yeah, it smells. I got my kid a Happy Meal the other day. And I don't eat it because I like yeah. I have issues with sodium. I'm like, I can't eat that. I, you know, I yeah. mess with my blood pressure. And it always smells yeah. so good. I'm like, what do they do to make it smell like that? Like, they, you know, they had a scientist whip up the smells. I'm confident. I... Uh- on the subject of the Series S, I get a lot of hate on that. I tell people, I'm like, the Series S is a problem. It's sold more co- it's sold more than the X. And I have continued to say, I think that's the real reason for the Starfield delay. Because if you look at that game and the draw distance mm-hmm. and the size of the planets and stuff, I'm like, how is that going to run well on the Series S? I just, I don't see it. Because so many games go over to the S and they just struggle like they're running 1080 resolution dynamic which means you're not even maintaining 1080 that's like an old gen res yeah and then it's dipping down you know maybe it can't even maintain 60 i'm i get a lot of hate on that like i bang I, on the I series know s my own channel i know from my own channel you can't talk too much about the series s don't mm. do it lono i'm here to get subs <laughs> don't you do that to me i love the series s it's great Series S is fantastic. Yeah. I fantastic. love the Series S. It yeah. is the next gen console <laughs> for only three hundred dollars. <laughs> How do they make that happen? <laughs> real, real, real quick though, the, the Series S. A lot of people give it crap, but how many gamers are gaming now compared to ten years ago? Right, we're, we're an exponential number of more gamers and. They're not hardcore gamers. They're not people that care about frames per second. They're not people that care about quality. They're just like a gaming system. If I have $300, right, $300 gets me a system and game pass for the year. Where if I have $500, I can get just the system at PlayStation, right? I got to buy the system and then I got to get the PlayStation Plus or whatever. But it's still an extra Two hundred dollars that you're you're spending, or one hundred and fifty dollars on that, right? So, yeah, like that that's that's the issue, right? The the issue are two hundred fifty dollars. Uh, th- that that's the issue where it's it's the lower price, and a lot of people that are buying the S's don't care. Like for instance, my son has a, I gave him I bought an S for him because I didn't want to keep buying discs, okay? And the Game Pass is a beautiful thing if you're a dad or a mom that has a kid that wants to play all these games. They're like they see something like I want that, you're like, ah, go ahead, download it. Right, as long right. as you hit the age requirement, it doesn't matter. Go ahead and download it and play it. And have a have a blast. He right. downloads games and deletes games left and right. Right. If I had to buy every single one of those games, okay, or worry about where he's he's downloading stuff, right? I'd be I'd be broke. I'd be working at McDonald's, okay, <laughs> to, to to try to keep my my son's gaming habit going. You know what I mean? So, it's a perfect system for the people that are not us, right? The people that are in the chat right now, the us three. We know about the frames per second, the quality, and the, and the you know the, the graphics and all the stuff because we've been gaming for so many years. But the new kids coming up, they don't care about that stuff. Damn. Unless you, that's so you, true. Hey guys, we gotta stop the podcast. I thirty just said it. No, no, thirty just said it. They don't we're care. Old, we're old. We don't matter. 
We do. Oh, we matter. That's we do. facts. No, we're no. All, we don't matter. Average My age kids no. have never bought a movie. My kids have never bought an album. My kids don't know <laughs> what it is to hold a game case. Yeah. My kid. Well, don't don't rip this out of context. But your kids don't matter. Don't rip this out of context. <laughs> your kids don't matter. I'm off. Yeah. My average, yeah. average average age of gamer is like 28 and up. We do matter. It's we're 34. we're yeah, the consumer. 34. No, oh, no, no! 30, stop 40? it! Stop it! There's a, there's a, there's a top. Why don't you do that? What's the top? Yeah, the average, the average gamer is 34. Yeah. If you, yeah, no. If you look, if you I'm look at the demographics, it. I'm over it. Here's the thing, though. If you look at the demographics, only about 24 percent of of gamers are under the age of 18. As soon as you get over 18, 70, it's like 76 percent of the gaming populace is over the age of 18. So the kids don't matter right now. Now they will generationally. They will, you know, in 20 years when you know we're all too old to play or our parents all start dying off. Um, so, but no, I, I, it, right now, I don't think they matter. That generation's not, uh, they're not making lots of purchases. They're, they're not a, they're not a, they're not a causality in the equation right now. Like we are, we're, that's why we're getting so many remakes because they're trying to get our nostalgia, right? They're trying to get all of us gamers to buy. Oh no, you just said it. You just said it. They don't buy anything. They subscribe. It's a subscription culture. And yeah, you don't own anything. You don't own the Yeah. Yeah. It's a subscription culture. That's, that's, that's what my kids are used to. Yeah. No, yeah. and I think and I think that's definitely an aspect of this. Like, is Microsoft ahead of some twenty-year curve that they think is coming? Uh, yeah. You know, or or are they going to have to adapt? Like, we're already seeing TV sub services. There's a there's a bubble coming because there's too many. You got Disney Plus, you got Hulu, you got Amazon, Paramount Plus, HBO yeah. Go, you got Netflix. Like, you got to have them all. And if you buy them all, it's more expensive than cable used to be. Like, it's like it's already folded in on itself to a certain degree. Yeah. So they're worried about churn and cancel and how do you get people to sign up and Game Pass is going to have to think about the same thing, right? What well, yeah. I can grab it for I can grab it for 10 bucks and I can play Starfield and then I can cancel. Like that's that's a thing they have right. to consider. That is coming more I I wonder too if when Phil said what he said in 2018 didn't come to fruition because the consumer is savvy. Consumers are like water. They will take the path of least resistance. They're like $60 or $10, right? And so savvy consumers have responded and they're like, maybe we should change Game Pass a little bit. Like, I I don't, I'm not necessarily anti-Game Pass. I'm like, I don't think it can stay like this forever. It's going to have to go through an evolution. I I don't like, I think PS Plus needs to evolve. I did it. It took them 90 days for God of War to hit the trial. I, I don't think you should be doing that with your first-party property. That I know why they did. Demand for Ragnarok was so high. They're like, why would we give people a trial? Buy it. Like this is the this is the big game of the like what second biggest game of the year last year. So yeah. you know I know why they did it, but I think even PS Plus has to evolve and make changes because if not, yeah. I just think you'll you'll stagnate and people won't people you won't get new subscribers and you won't keep people. You'll just be a churn and burn funnel of people trying to get games for dirt cheap yeah going back to to the s real fast though right like it's not about the average gamer though that's playing games we're talking about the people that are informed someone said in chat and i tried to scroll back up to see it i forget who it was i think it was patrick or somebody uh they it's about the people that are informed it's like people that you know when you go to back in the day i don't know if people still go to best buy back in the back in my day we used Mm -hmm. to go to best buy and you would look at television sets right and you would see the 720p, and then when they came out with the 1080p, right? And people would look at it and go, wait, am I looking at a blurry television? Because they would show you the 720p next to the 1080p, and you'd be like, man, that 720p doesn't look as good as the 10, obviously. And then the 1080p doesn't look as good as 2K and 4K and 8K, right? Yeah. Most people don't 
No, they look at it. They buy that television, 1080p, 2K, 4K. They plug their their box in. They don't even have the right cable, and they're like, oh, yeah, look how beautiful that looks, right? And they're not even running it at the correct oh, yeah. you know, frame rate or 4K or anything. They don't have the right, right. thing. They're like, yeah, it's, 4, it's 4K. And you're like, no, dude, it's not. Because the people that know it is and they can see it can tell. The people that have never seen it or educate themselves on that stuff don't know. They just think, yeah. I got a 4K TV, and I got a 4K box, but I'm not yeah. using a 4K cable that runs from that box to the right. thing. You know what I'm saying? There's right. so many people that are misinformed, right. and that's why I'm talking about why people buy the S over the X. One becomes the money. Two becomes the knowledge of what they have they don't know, right? If you've never played a 60 frames per second game, you don't know what you're missing. If you've never played on a 4K that's TV, true. you don't know what you're missing, right? That's true. I want, to th- I want to thank Wolf of Darkness for, uh, I think that shakes out to be about a $5 tip there. Hello, everyone. Game Pass is the greatest deal in gaming. Quality games exist in Game Pass and PlayStation. What's up, Doc? It's good to see you here from Wolf what of up, Darkness. What up, what up, what up? I appreciate you. I appreciate I appreciate everyone in the chat showing love. I appreciate you guys, man. I see you guys in there. You, Eugene is... And the the chat is having a good discussion, too. They are. They are. Cause you, 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 what the chat's saying, yeah. Eugene's been citing some good stats that... You know, PlayStation Five had a rise in sales uh, in what was it January? But then this, uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. PS Five was the number one console, and then Series X and the Series S were down like 32 percent in January. January is a death month for so many things, though. But and his argument, still out telling everybody, <laughs> his argument is that you know we're in a recession and people are still choosing to spend a premium level. And his argument is also. This is a luxury, and people are looking for premium items in a luxury business funnel. So what what would that mean going forward if Xbox starts to position itself as it's not that premium premium level platform where you're buying $70 games? Sony's positioning itself in that way, is it not? Like, you go to Sony, and they're like, no, we don't put our games on PS Plus. Buy it for 70 And Correct. people do. People do they, like they break. They have they, they own so many monthly sales records. You know, Correct. every month last year. So, are if they become as you said, like they become the McDonald's and these guys become the premium. Does that grade against what people look for? Do people look for? Well, no. I want I want a premium experience here. I want the best of the best. Like I got a nice TV or whatever. Or. Are, are you guys correct in thinking that no, it's a casual thing, like people don't think about it, like I would come home and my wife would be watching standard standard definition shows I'm like, what are you doing babe, go to the go to the thousands, why are you watching standard definition, I got this nice television she doesn't do that anymore now, that was years ago, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, you that's educated my, her yeah. well that's my thought is with, with what Doc is saying is that a, is that a downward trajectory then in the future where people look at Xbox and say it's not a premium product? Is 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 that good for the ecosystem and the reception that it's not viewed in that way? It's viewed as the 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 more economical subscription option as opposed to buying a premium product. It's it's already that the best value in gaming. That's that's what they have been positioned as. And and un- unfortunately, whether Microsoft wants to admit it or not, or anybody else wants to admit it or not, like life is not fair. The reason Nintendo gets away with doing what it does is because it's Nintendo. And we could talk all we want, but <laughs> people are going to buy this Breath of the Wild game or this Zelda game that's going to run at 1080p, right? Maybe 900p, right? Who knows? People are going to buy a Nintendo Switch OLED, right? Which is just the difference is that the screen is OLED. Right, people are gonna, gonna buy. 
Right, exactly. I myself, we, I, we, in my family, we've bought three Nintendo Switches. <laughs> bought a light, a regular one, and an OLED. Yep. And I don't even play Nintendo like that, right? That's because we're all playing Animal Crossing. I know. Ex- That's what it is. Why? Right. <laughs> Guys, Nintendo makes, makes, makes Pokemons out of hairbrushes. And people still buy Pokemon. Like, how many? How they're just throwing things. At, right? But again, life is not fair. Nintendo is just Nintendo. It's the same thing with Sony. Sony did so well during the PS4 era that they have positioned themselves where they are. That Sony, I compare the Sony PlayStation to an iPhone. People buy iPhones and they'll tell you that it's better than an Android, but they can't tell you why. It just is. Some people are so gullible to tell you that the iPhone screen is better, not knowing that that iPhone screen is also made by Samsung. Yep. You know what Un- I mean? Like, they just don't know. It's, it's just, it's, listen, yeah. listen, listen. My son, right? My son is 14. He literally told me because he got a PS5, right? I said, why did you want a PS5 over an Xbox? Looked me straight in the eye. His I, want, I wanted it for the flex. That's it. It sounds sexier when you say I got a PS5 versus I got an Xbox Series X. What is that? Everyone knows what a PlayStation is. Right. Microsoft knows this. Everyone now is starting to know what Game Pass is. That's the difference. So it, it is what it is. So they got to do what they got to do. If they're going to be McDonald's, they're going to be McDonald's. And now, Lono, I will give you this. You have perfectly explained to me your fear of the Activision deal. Because you're afraid that these games are not going to be turning into McDonald's quality games, right? Yeah. Well, all I ask you to do is look at what's in Game Pass right now and tell me if you think all those games are McDonald's quality. Because I would have to disagree. There's a lot of great games in Game Pass right now, old and new, that are in there. So you, that's you the only got to name four, though, because the quality of the games, if they're a quality, you know, four quality games on Game Pass, that that pays for the entire year. Because if you buy the average person buys three to four Facts. games a year. Right. There's still Whoa. Uh, 90, 96 games left on there that you could pick. Yeah. No, no, you don't count. You buy 15 games a year. You don't count. That's different type of money. You don't count. Right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't count as in the content creator space. Right. I'm, I'm going to buy anything that's relevant and play it. Right. But. Right. My concern there would be that you, not every game, sure, on Game Pass, we would say is like McDonald's level, no. like dollar menu. But I also have a hard time pointing to games that are at the level of like Red Dead Redemption 2, because that's what I want. I want those games that stand out. I want Starfields and Elder Scrolls, Fallout 5. These are way out in the distant, right? They're way out there. Yeah. I want them to be the tippity top shelf. I want them to be premium. I want them to be games that I feel like I'm getting away with highway robbery. Like, I'm playing a $70 game on a subservice. That's what I want from Activision, biz- like, some of their studios, right? Diablo 4? I don't want Di- I, I want. I don't want Diablo 4 to be good. I want Diablo 4 to be a top-shelf game right. that lasts for 10 years. Yep. No, no, I don't want to lose this comment. I don't want to lose this comment. Okay, I see uh, CyberSword. Acti- uh, this is for you, Lono. Activision has been making McDonald-level games under the, gu- under the, the disguise of AAA games for years. Facts? Uh, that's difficult to say. With so, are, so are you afraid about something that's already been happening? That's, if I do recall, Call of Duty hasn't always been great. Call of Duty. Of Duty first-person shooters. I feel like Call of Duty broke into the Battle Royale scene incredibly well. Like, Warzone yeah. just absolutely dominated. People have been very happy. Now, I know right now people aren't too happy. They... MW2 and Warzone 2 are in a rough spot, but I feel like Activision Blizzard has actually a pretty good track record recently, right? You gotta, you gotta, it's difficult if you look at Modern Warfare 2 in a vacuum or Warzone 2 in a vacuum. Everybody's upset and angry, right? 
But if you look at what Blizzard was able to do with Diablo 3 over eight years, probably one of the best examples of endgame content loops for a live service game. So Diablo 3 is almost an archetype for, you know, how to keep a game going, which I really, really hope that influences Diablo 4. And, and beyond that, beyond that, let's say Activision Blizzard games are terrible and have been terrible for a very long time. Uh-huh. I don't think Microsoft's a magic wand for that with their ownership history. Microsoft has more studios than Sony right now, so part of me is like, instead of trying to buy ABK, maybe reinvest in all your studios, help them grow. Make make Ninja Theory bigger, because Hellblade's one of my favorite games. I want Hellblade 2 to be incredible. Like, you know, invest in your existing studios, please. Like, I'm, that's another concern here. I mean, you guys are spending an awful lot of money on this 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 deal. The other reason I'm worried about it is cloud and mobile. The cloud and mobile industry is prized to be the next big wave, especially mobile. And Microsoft proved they have no problem disrupting the mobile market. They got Fortnite back on Apple devices. They were like, oh yeah, sorry Epic about your luck there. You got kicked out of the Apple store. You don't like that royalty share. We'll get you back on. You can play Fortnite right now through a browser and Microsoft basically built the system for them. So Microsoft's proven that like, yeah, we got no problem undercutting existing mobile markets. So mobile companies like Apple, uh, Google is probably looking at their storefront. Uh, China mobile games are probably thinking the same thing. If Microsoft suddenly owns King Mobile, oh my gosh they'll rip all those games out of our storefronts and they'll put it on their own storefront through the cloud and we'll lose all that revenue okay so that's what that's what scares you the most it's not necessarily activision it's it's as a whole i feel this deal could be globally disruptive to entire markets of gaming like not it's so far reaching like call of duty and activision and and game pass i feel like that's like a tiny piece of it this is so big yeah. this is why nvidia and google weighed in they're like ah this is this could be really bad microsoft has deep pockets they're one of the biggest companies in the world and they're suddenly going to own portions of the global gaming market but nintendo was okay with it right Nintendo was like, yeah, put yeah, Call of Duty in. Nintendo's on the in their own market, though. They're on their own little corner. They they have a... Right. Nintendo doesn't It doesn't matter care. what they come out with. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they, come out with they come out with a Mario, a Sonic, a Zelda, a Metroid. They're it's good. A they're good. It's a wrap, yeah. 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 Make a system. Make the characters back on the system. They're they're good. They they have a, 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 a recipe. A Metroid Prime Four logo will blow up the internet tomorrow if they drop <laughs> one. It. Just the logo, like they did years ago. Oh my goodness! I just want to. I just want a sequel to Super Metroid. Like Metroid Dread was a sequel to Metroid Fusion, and I don't. It's a different style of Metroid. Like I wanted a sequel to Super Metroid. That's what I want. I don't want Metroid Prime. I don't want sneaky, sneaky, scary Metroid. I want Super Metroid sequel. Like. Ori in the Blind Forest, Ori in the Will of the Wisps, and Hollow Knight. These games exist, and Nintendo is the birth of the term Metroidvania. Like, literally, it's it's from yeah. them, and they don't have the best game in the genre. I think that's a that's just a crime as a fan. I, I love Metroidvanias. Now, let me ask you this, Lomo, because I saw somebody say this in the chat earlier. You too, 30. We haven't even spoken about PC. Where does PC come into this conversation with Game Pass? Or does it even matter? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I'm going to thank the Super Chat and let Mike go. Uh, he says, I'm 
Uh, I'm undeployed. That still doesn't make me to just sell off my apartment, move to a rental. My own department uh, as AAA games is still better than the move to a rental service. I think there are people that like that. They view Game Pass as like, I don't rent games, I buy games, right? There are people that look down on Game Pass, which is another reason why I said, imagine people that love buying games. Suddenly Who are being those like, people? Well, no, 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 no. There are people on Xbox that say that. They're no, like, no. I, don't, I don't rent games, I buy my games. They get It's almost like an arrogant thing for them. Imagine if they suddenly said, I buy two or three games a year, and if I subscribe to Game Pass, I can get a discount and early access. I think you could make Game Pass appealing to people who actually only want to buy games. They, they mistakenly think they own are, all their games, too. That's are, are, those, are those people, though, that's buying the games, are they buying physical copies, or are they buying digital copies? Because that's, that's what a, I mean. They don't difference. actually own it. They, they, right? That's what's that's funny about difference. the arrogance. Like, I buy my games. I own them. No, you don't. You have a license to play the game. You don't actually yeah, own even it. Even if you buy the disc, it's still a license. That's you don't own the actual game, right? I know some yeah. people like the physical, physical, like, I go buy my games, yeah. right? They have the disc drive and stuff like that. That's why they, they want to do that. Sure. What was Doc? Just what was Doc's you, question? We're supposed to answer though. Just know that you're a dinosaur P- because PC. that's the, that's the old way. PC. PC how, how, do, how, how does PC play into all this? With yeah. Game excellent. Pad? Excellent. Mike. Yeah. Weigh in on PC, Mike. I, I just wanted to read the super chat. I mean, PC has always been a huge. I mean, it's a huge market. Like, well, I don't want to say it's a huge market. It's a, it's a huge market because PC. Everyone owns a PC. There's billions of them out there. But gamers that play on PC. As as being in this part, and I'm gonna say we're we're all hardcore. Even you, Doc, being a casual gamer, you know about gaming more than the actual casual person. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like, that's fair. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so fair. you're in the market. Everyone in this chat knows about PCs. They probably built PCs. They probably had multiple PCs growing up. You probably played like Warcraft back in the day. I'm assuming the crowd's pretty old, right? In in, in the mid 30s, early 40s, or whatever. You probably played all those games: first Starfield, Grand Theft Auto, Top Down, like that type of stuff on pc that's always been around that's always going to be around there there's that that market there yeah as far as your question is about game pass on pc or just pc in general like gaming what what's what's your what's your question no i want to know how how does game pass affect um because remember though that the whole thing is game pass is bad for the gaming industry because it cannibalizes sales right and and game pass is on pc as well right yep how does so let's talk about how does this affect pc at all it, it, it doesn't because on, on PC, they already have the PC, right? They already have. They've been digital downloading games off of whatever, if it's Epic, if it's Steam, if it's whatever. So this is just a move your mouse two inches to the left, click on the next browser to launcher to open up and, and then start playing games, right? It, it's it's not a big change for them to, to rent games, buy games. The biggest time of the year for people on Steam is when they go up to the summer sale, right? They go back and they buy like 50 games and they have a backlog of games on their PC to go down and play. That's basically what Game Pass is doing for you, but on a monthly fee, you pay 10 bucks, or I'm sorry, $15 because it's PC uh, Ultimate, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you get to play the, the AAA games that come out and you have a backlog of all these games that you didn't have to spend $5, $10, $15, $20. Like, you're just downloading them and playing them off your thing. So it's actually better, in my opinion, for PC gamers to play or have Game Pass on there because all you're doing is playing Epic, playing Steam, move on down over to, to Game Pass and, and start mm. playing games off there as well. Yeah, but ugh, I got to thank Smashville for his $2 Super Chat. He says, you know, people sign up for Game Pass for a dollar. Yeah, they got to close that. That uh, They got to stop people from doing that loophole still. Why are you still letting people do that? Anyway. Yeah, that is crazy. Steam. What, the, do- the dollar? Yeah, yeah, the dollar thing. Steam people are, I think, 
they might actually be more ravenous and more weird than any fans I've ever interacted with. Steam people are weird, and I can I can prove it to you. Returnal lands on Steam. It's being hailed as an amazing port. Digital Foundry says it's good. It could be better. I'm sure they'll fix some of the issues, but it's brilliant. It runs well, looks good. There are some stuttering issues for some people. I think they're going to probably fix that with drivers. But overwhelmingly, people are like, that's a great port. Returnal's doing great. It's getting bashed in the reviews because it uses Epic Online Services for the co-op. So the first time you boot up Returnal, you see Epic Online Services pop up. People were instantly going and giving it a thumbs down. Ooh, it installs Epic on your PC. It ghost installs Epic. No, it doesn't. It uses the backbone of the online services. That Fall Guys does the same thing. When you run Fall Guys right now on your Xbox or your Sony console, it uses that Epic online service interface for the friends list, right? So Steam is your biggest barrier on PC. If you're going to try to disrupt and enter the PC market, if Microsoft really wants to do that, they have a massive uphill battle because people on Steam they don't they don't want to leave they don't want right. to they don't want they don't want to install Epic Game Store they don't want to install these other stores they want everything to be in Steam so I don't right. know if Microsoft could broker a deal with Steam that would have to be the way forward but I don't right. wh- why would Steam want to work with a subscription service that doesn't generate sales like that's antithetical to their business model Steam's yeah. Steam is actually they're they're rough they're shrewd. But they treat the consumer very well. If you play a game for an hour and a half and don't like it, they'll refund it every single time. As long as you're under a certain hour amount, they mm-hmm. will always give you your money back. And that's that's an amazing standard to have in place and a practice to have in place for the consumer. I, My idea about motivating purchase, like, hey, if you're on Game Pass and you purchase the game, you can play it a week or two early. I don't know if that would pull enough PC people out of Steam. I think a lot of them would say, if I'm going to buy the game, I'll buy it on Steam. I'll play it in two weeks. Like, I don't... They're just... They're so loyal to that infrastructure, getting them to come over. I also think Xbox interface, like their interface in the Xbox storefront on PC, it's pretty bad. I think they would need to really polish it up. It doesn't run that well. It's super clunky. For a software company, I, I'm not sure who in the world built that thing, but it is woefully behind yeah. just how utilitarian Steam is. Steam just runs really well. You just load it up, pick your games, download your games, play the games, and Microsoft's is always so slow and sluggish, and it just doesn't run that well. And I think that would be step one. Step two would be finding out a way to bridge the gap between Steam users. Because those Steam users are crazy, dude. They're nuts. The guy who created Gotham Knights UI probably worked on the Microsoft UI for the for the storefront because they're funny. both terrible. <laughs> well, I don't I don't know if Microsoft um, would necessarily want to pull them from Steam. I think uh, I know Microsoft says you know let us compete or whatever, but I don't really think they want to compete. I think they want to coexist. I think they want to be in a situation where if you have a PlayStation, you also have a means to 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 access Game Pass. If you have Steam, you have a means to access uh, Game Pass. Almost like the same thing like Nintendo. Like, Nintendo's not a threat. Nintendo figured out a way to not be a threat to any of these companies. But it is legitimately another gaming juggernaut. You know what I mean? But no one will question you. Like, oh, you have a Nintendo Switch? Like, both Xbox fans and PlayStation fans could both take out a Nintendo Switch and no one would say anything. Whereas if we say, oh, you play on PlayStation? Oh, okay. Uh, Nintendo you know, Switzerland in, in this in right. this war, in this this war. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. I think Xbox is trying to position itself in that kind of scenario where maybe it's just 
I believe that if PlayStation said you can have Game Pass on PlayStation, Game Pass or Xbox would probably go for it. Be like, oh yeah, let's do it then. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's you know. I've had a lot of people ask me that. They're like, do you think Game Pass will ever end up on other systems? I'm like, I just don't think so because they all have their own subscription services. They don't want to put the competitor on there. And I can't help but look at Sony and Nintendo and feel like one of the reasons they've been so successful is heavy investment in their first-party titles. Like, Gorilla, Sony Santa Monica, and Insomniac have all grown. Sony's reinvested and helped them grow. And then Nintendo, same deal. They heavily invest in their first-party titles, and that makes them super appealing. And then I look at Microsoft and I'm like, yo, where's the investment in your first party? Like, where is it? Like, it's... That's, that sounds good, Lono, but it's not the truth, though. Because the best-selling games on PlayStation are third-party games. The best PlayStation, the best-selling games on Nintendo are first-party games. That's not even a question. But as, like, soon as, you take sports, as soon as you take sports games and Call of Duty off the table, that's not true. That's not true. Sony yeah, first but party those sports titles, games Sony. and Call of Duty destroy those. Them, destroy them, though. It's not even close. But it's a little unfair well, yeah, to well, cite some of the biggest games in the world. Like Call of Duty sells better everywhere than other titles. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Like you see what I'm saying? Like you're picking. Yeah. You're picking the champion horse. Like Call of Duty and FIFA and Madden. I mean, and and not every month actually. First party Sony titles end up overtaking those titles eventually. Those titles obviously crush it in their in their opening months but yeah. sony first party titles will miles morales was kicking the snot out of out of some of those titles it was impressive so i it, call of duty fifa and madden I, I think they consistently do that everywhere they land they just dominate so that if, as soon as you take them off the table sony's first party titles are amazingly successful commercially I would agree with that, but when you look at how many PlayStations are out there, something like four, 140 million, right? And God of War Ragnarok across the PS4 and PS5 sold, I think, what, 11 million or something? 11 million, yeah. That's a huge, that's a huge difference. That's a huge difference. And you look at something like Super Mario Odyssey, that I think it sold like something ridiculous, like 80 million copies, like something crazy like that. I just, my argument is you buy a Nintendo for their exclusives. That's not, sure. that's not, that's not questioned, right? Yeah. A PlayStation. The exclusives are the icing on the cake, but um, it's it is what it is. But they do have good exclusives. I'm not going to say that they don't, even though Kratos yeah. can't jump for some reason. We'll have to wait too and see what PS5 saturation does this year. Because last year, every time they would they would do a restock, Forbidden West and other titles would get like a 200% sales jump. So like as soon as PS5s would get out in the wild. Everybody, everybody would start clamoring for those. They're like waiting, basically. We're in that mid-gen thing, so there's probably a ton of people right now that, as soon as we see a big PS5 surge, you're gonna you're gonna see you're gonna see God of War Ragnarok start to hit big, big like it'll get a big boost in sales because there's a lot of people holding off. People are saying Mario does, only sold 23 million copies. Does it real, count? Real does it count if they have um if they attach the game to it? Like, is that count as sales? So it's like when they bundle God of War, like right now the PS5s are that, being bundled that God count, of War. Yeah, that counts as sales. Like uh, when oh, U2 okay. was on, when U2, the, the band was on the iPod, when they when you bought an iPod that came with their yeah. album, that counted as sales for their album. Yeah. Okay. It, it, that, that's what it does. It counts. No, it, it, real, do, real, it doesn't. It doesn't because Eugene researched that all the revenue reports on the sales surges are not linked to bundles. A lot of people thought oh, that. Not? I, okay. Yeah, a lot of people thought. A lot of people YouTube thought that. Though. Yeah, that that's true. But a lot of people thought that, and some guy looked into it, and he came out, and he says, "No, he's like the bundles are not the cause here. It's literally so then, people waiting." So then, where do those sales go for that for that game that gets bundled? What does that get counted as? 
I have no idea, but they don't count. Those bundles don't count. That's been that's been documented. I think at least two reports I read, and I know Eugene so put them. He put them in the Discord for me. He was like, "Yeah, they don't. They're not so counting the bundles." So Eugene, where does that go? Let me let. I would like to know where does that sale go for the bundle if it doesn't count as a sale? Does it go into like where do they put it? I'm not sure. In, free. Well, I'm sure internally they put it somewhere, but the reports that get run, they only calculate the actual sa- sales of the game itself. Like the bundles are counted as hardware sales, and that's and that's public. Like internally, I'm sure they know, right? I'm sure they know there's X number of quantity of God of War Ragnaroks out there, but I, I, I don't. I, that'd be kind of fudging the numbers, wouldn't it? It's like how many people are just buying the bundle? I bought a Forbidden West bundle, and I already owned it. I just bought it because I needed a second PS5, and that those are the ones that were available. I was like, I, right. I gave Forbidden West code to my brother. I was like, I don't even need the game. Real yeah. quick, me me first, please says eleven million in under three months. Yeah, it sounds impressive until you take Nintendo's Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and it sold ten million in three days. So that's that's the difference that Doc's talking about with Nintendo versus versus PlayStation, right? Three days they sold 10 million copies where God of War sold 11 million in three months. So this is the first time chat is fully disagreeing with me. So I'm going to make this clear. The people that buy a PlayStation 5 for their exclusives, like really buy a PlayStation 5 for their exclusives, are Xbox fans. And what, what, okay, well, now, I, I, I got to press that's in on it. this. I got to press that's on this because this is bonkers to me. Why are people buying PlayStations then? Why Why are people buying PlayStation Fives? What are they buying it for? To be able to play all the other games, but they're not. They're not buying it just for their exclusives. The what way other, the what way other it, games? What other games? To play the the Call of Duties, to play the Apex Legends, to play the Fortnites, to play. Why do you think they had so, such an upper hand when it came to Fortnite in the negotiations? Because PlayStation, like I said, is like an Apple. Apple phone. It's just popular for, because, because of what they did with the PS4. I even made a video about it. The, play, the PlayStation 5 is riding on the successes of the PS4. What games right now would you tell me I have to get a PS5 to play? Forbidden West? Played it, beat it, it was alright. What other game? And I could play it on the PS4. God of War Ragnarok? I could play it on the PS4. This console here, this console here, anyone that buys this console for their exclusives only is truly an Xbox fan. I know that for a fact. Everybody else that's buying a PS5 is buying it to play a whole bunch of other games that you could be playing on the Xbox, yet they have the nerve to say Xbox has no games. But would, the they, mar- would they be an Xbox fan, or would they just be a gamer? Well, I got to be facetious about it, but they'd be a gamer. Yeah. Right. I would say, I, but- I, don't mess it up, dude. You got to let it ride. The chat is going crazy right now. Look at them. They're getting mad. They're getting mad. Look at them. But I believe what you're saying is demonstrably false, because as soon as PS5s have a surge in sales and they restock, all their first-party titles have like a 200% sales increase, which means they're buying the PS5s, so then they go and buy the first parties. Like, I, I PS4 dominated for a handful of reasons. One of them was definitely Call of Duty and the deals they got with Call of Duty. 48% of the people that buy Call of Duty buy it on PlayStation. So you're not wrong that Call of Duty is likely driving tons of sales because they fostered loyalty with one of the biggest games in the freaking world. But you can look at market patterns and see people buy a PlayStation 4 for the first party titles because the first party titles have a surge, a humongous surge in sales the minute there's a PS5 restock. Yeah. Is it the first I, I, party that's a, that's bundled in because if that's the case Eugene might have to check that fact again then. No, well, no, no, I, no, 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 that's been dispelled. It's not the it, no because when it happened to Forbidden West there weren't even Forbidden West bundles in circulation yet. Forbidden West had like a 200% sales increase when PS5s restocked. 
I, I don't know. I bought a PlayStation 4 for Spider-Man, and it was bundled with it. That's why I bought it, for the for the exclusiveness of Spider-Man that was on PlayStation 4 at the time. Mm. That's why I bought it. Jubair says, we buy PS5 for first party, but where do we buy our cross-platform games? Right, right, right. I'm pushing back on the notion. Doc is asserting that people don't buy PS5 for the exclusives. They don't buy Sony for the exclusives, and that's mind-blowing to me because that's like the number one thing Sony sells their platform on. Look at the latest trailers. That's all they talk about is their first-party games. They literally market the console on their first parties, but that's not why people buy the console? That doesn't make any sense to me. I think people, when you look, and again, I'll be generalistic here, but when, you, when you're looking, if you have a PlayStation in front of you, you have an Xbox in front of you, you have a Nintendo in front of you, right? you, you look at it as a, as a person that's been gaming since I was three years old. I'm 44. Okay, when I look at it, I go at Nintendo, I go, ah, they have solid games, but I don't want to buy that, right? I want to play first-party title games. I look at Xbox, I said, I'm not getting Xbox because I'm, I'm getting Xbox for Game Pass, for the, for the value of all the games that are included into that. PlayStation, I'm 100% getting that going, yeah, I'll play Call of Duty, I'll play the other games, but I'm getting it for God of War, I'm getting it for Spider-Man, I'm getting it for uh, uh, Uncharted, I'm getting it for those first-party titles. It, the bonus is... Yeah, I'm gonna buy it for the right now. New game comes out. Call of Duty comes out. I'm like, damn, uh, Doc, you getting you getting uh, PlayStation Five? You're like, yeah, I'm gonna, we're gonna play Call of Duty. Oh, you getting that? We all get it because our friends are buying the systems, and that's what you go in on. And then on top of that, you're getting it for the for the first party titles, right? Oh, you buy an iPhone just so you can have the blue bubble. <laughs> but you know no what? That's other true. reason. You I, don't want to be the friend yeah, yeah, about yeah, the listen, blue bubble. Listen, Come listen, on listen, now. listen. You know, to think, I'm not to mad think. at Sony. They're selling remakes of games. What exclusive? They're selling remakes and remasters for seventy dollars. Oh, Xbox doing the same thing. So. Do you want to compare? Do you want? It's do you want to compare how many first-party exclusives have come out for the PS5 as compared to the Xbox Series X? Doc, you want to have that competition? No, don't do that. Don't do okay. that. Why exclusive? Why do exclusives matter? Don't do that. Don't do because that. Because that's do what that. you just said. You just said where are the exclusives? Do you want to add them up? We going to call Returnal. Returnal, Ratchet, and Clank? Yeah, why would we... It's on PC. Returnal's on PC. It's not exclusive anymore. Oh, but it just came to Returnal. Remember that argument? It just came to PC. What are you Ah! talking about? (laughs) I'm asking you to add up all the first-party exclusives that Xbox has and then add up all the ones that Sony has. Don't talk about how they don't buy it because of the exclusives. That's the main offer that Sony has. You think Sony dominated the market with status? That's how they dominated the market? $140 million in circulation because people course, want a status symbol? Status. Get out of here. They've got better first-party the offerings. They've got better first-party offerings. That's why. If, if that's the case, all 140 million people with a PlayStation 4 would have bought God of War Ragnarok. It's like a 5% base that bought it. Like a 5%. That's not great. That's I, not great. I, I, that's, I see what he's the, saying. Right? I guarantee you there's more people playing Fortnite and, and Apex Legends and, and, yeah. and all these and Warzone on PlayStations than uh, they are playing any first-party game. I guarantee it. But I, okay, okay, but that's I, no, no, not... I think, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. I, I was going to say, your, your, your point that you're coming from is you're coming from a, from a hardcore gamer, and the people in this chat and you, you play the first-party title games, right? Doc is at least correct me if I'm wrong. Is taking the stance of the other 95 percent of the of the player base that's buying it for the other third party games because they don't really don't care. Because Doc's point is, if if God of War only sold 11 million copies, that's with PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, and I, I forget it was like 40 million uh, PlayStation 5s in circulation right now, something like that. It's like 40 or 60. I forget what it is. Right? You only have a very small percentage of buying for the first party title of God of War Ragnarok, where everybody else is buying it. The 95% is buying for Call of Duty or, or Madden Football or FIFA and stuff like that. So 
I, I, I see where he's coming from. I don't know if it's coming across correctly as far as what he's saying. And I see where you're coming from, Lono, is saying, obviously, people are buying PlayStation 5s for first-party titles. But a bigger percentage of facts is they're not buying it for first-party titles. They're buying it for the third-party titles on PlayStation. I'll take that. I'm not right, but I'm not wrong. I like it. I like it. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, the yeah, bigger yeah, percentage like is I people like buying it for non-first-party titles than they are for first-party titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I Right, but again, yeah, it's a false dichotomy to create this, to cite the, the the numbers of like Fortnite and Call of Duty. Those are endemic games, especially Call well, of Fortnite's Duty. Fortnite's free, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, for, and Fortnite's free. Again, that's that's not a yeah. fair, that's a false equivalency because Fortnite is free. We got to be careful here because Nintendo Switch has dominated the market with saturation. They surpassed PS4, which is incredibly hard to do. And mm-hmm. even Nintendo Switch titles only sell to a percentage of their user base. You would never say that that's then therefore not why pe- people don't buy Nintendo for their first parties. Oh, out of the 120 million Switches that are out there, only this percentage bought this Mario game. So therefore, people aren't buying the Nintendo Switch for first parties. That's a non sequitur. That doesn't of, logically of co- follow. Of, of course, of course not, because you can't even make that argument. Because Nintendo has made it... it I please someone in the chat tell me that you bought a Nintendo Switch to play third party games. I guarantee you there's people that have bought PS5 to play the latest Call of Duty. Of course. To play the the latest 2K. Like they'll literally tell you, I bought a PS5 so I could play the newest 2K. I guarantee they have. Oh, of course. I guarantee. Yeah, exactly. The people that buy a PS5, they actually tell you I bought this to play the exclusives and are not lying. I didn't buy this to play third party games on it. Are Xbox fans. That's the fact statement. I think it's too reductionist. I understand what, where you're coming from. What are you playing from. Hogwarts Legacy on? My PS5. Oh. Because I, I, I wanted the, I I wanted the haptic. I wanted the haptic. blue in the background. With- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this blue, this blue is the, the oh, green. The green I colors in Reforged Gaming <laughs> is just to lull you into a false sense of security. Oh, yeah. I knew it. Now I know. Now I know. I knew it. It was smelling funny. You got chat. Uh, chat oh, no. was smelling funny. I have so you many super chats. Oh. oh my gosh! Hey, he's on. got a Wolverine shirt on too. Oh. Uh, yeah, Wolverine's coming to uh, to Sony exclusive. This was not an accident. I need to thank some of these super chats. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, Game Pass is pseudo publishing platform that pay for games development at risk. Amazon did what they did to books to create their own market. Thank you for the five dollars top. Uh, Rune with a two dollars says, "What separates Game Pass from Sony exclusives?" Love you, Doc. Moneybag with a five spot. UK just says seventy four percent of people buy PlayStation because of Call of Duty. And uh, well, listen, listen. I wasn't. I will never debate that. I 100% think that Sony saw the future. They cut into that COD market, and that has 100% helped them because 40, 48% of the people who buy COD buy it on PlayStation. That is a massive amount of people who are basically like, this is where I play COD. I got to buy a PS5. I, I got I to gotta stay on this market. So I will never debate. I will never dispute that. But I just think it's a little too reductionistic to be like, oh, anybody who's buying a PlayStation 5 for exclusives is an Xbox fan. I'm like, I don't know. I think there's a big percentage that buy it for COD. And there, I think there is. I think there's a big slice of that pie that loves the exclusives. They love Spider-Man. They love... Oh, no, you're not, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not understanding what I'm saying. Okay, okay. I, I see. I see where the disconnect is. No, no. What I'm saying is the people that legitimately buy a PlayStation 5 for exclusives and mean it, like they, we literally mean it, are Xbox fans. 
So yeah, so you will buy a PlayStation Five for their exclusives and their third party games. Yes, you just people... you just want to label me as an Xbox fan. That's what this is because that's why I, I bought. I did, but now I see that. I see the true colors. There's blue in the background. There's Wolverine on your shirt. Oh my God, I can't believe they got me. Oh, there he is. Oh, Xbox fan. He's, he's, he's calm, calm he's down. Back calm to Xbox. Down. Yeah, he's, he's will that, back will Xbox. that make you? Does that make oh, you feel better? There you go. There you, he looked better too. Look at that. The way that shines off your skin. Look at that. Look beautiful. I, I have a generalistic statement here, right? The for, uh, Forbidden West came out, and how many copies did it sold? 10 million? 11 million? Right? Oh, I I, I'm not sure. I can look. Um, right? And then Ratchet and Clank, how much did it sell? Spider Man sold like 13 million, right? God of War sold 11 million, right? So you could generalistically say that the same people that bought God, God of War bought Horizon Forbidden West. That bought Forbidden West has 20 million copies sold. That's for after a year okay. is. Actually, that's I would lot. say very right. impressive. That's that's that's, that's, that's very impressive, right? So that's a good percentage. So, but the same people that bought Ragnarok probably bought the other first party title, which then bought the other first party title, right? Because that's what they want. They want the first party titles. But there's still a bigger percentage that don't buy them for first party titles, right? So I I see what he's saying. I don't know about the Xbox fans buying it though, right? I, I think if you're an Xbox fan, you're an Xbox fan. I don't think I don't think those colors bleed in. Now, if you're a gamer and you'll buy a console wherever the games are that you want to play. I don't think you're on a team, right? I don't think you're an Xbox or a PlayStation or a PC or a Nintendo. I think you're a gamer and you buy where you want to play the games. You're, I think, Doc, you're labeling people saying that they're Xbox fanboys that are coming over to play PlayStation, which I don't think, I think that's false. I think the people that are gamers play games where they want to play. And people that label people as like, well, you're an Xbox fan. If they are an Xbox fan, they ain't touching the PlayStation controller. They ain't touching anything that PlayStation's making and vice versa. So what you're saying is that I'm actually a neutral. I would just say you're a gamer. I, I, I would say you're a gamer. If, if, if a game comes out that you're interested in and you're buying it on Nintendo, you buy on Nintendo. So right? when like I for talk instance, trash about PlayStation, it's not because I'm biased. I don't, I don't think you're biased. I think you're playing the games where you want to play, right? So like I, bu I bought a Nintendo Switch because of Marvel Ultimate Alliance, right? It was an exclusive on Nintendo. I couldn't play it anywhere else. So I bought a Switch. And, and that's why I bought a Switch, right? I bought a PlayStation 4 when it came out because of Spider-Man because I wanted to play Spider-Man, right? Yeah, I, I play Xbox because of Game Pass, right? You'd be, you'd be an idiot not to get the value of, of Game Pass, right? So I wouldn't be considered a fanboy of Xbox or PlayStation. I'm just a gamer. I play and go where the games are. That's where I do. That's fair. I, I couldn't stand the PlayStation 4 controller, but the PlayStation 5 controller, I just wish the I wish the D-pad was below, but I actually the DualSense totally converted me to to I like I like both now. I, I love an Xbox controller. An Xbox controller feels like home to me, but the the DualSense now, I'm like this is comfortable. I love the haptics. I love the the feedback in certain games like it just has such a great feel. And what's funny is, is the first time I ever played a PlayStation game was The Last of Us, and I borrowed my brother's PlayStation to play it. And I was like, I, I, I got to get a PlayStation for Spider-Man, because when I saw those commercials, I was like, I absolutely must play. And what's funny is, this doc's going to be like, see, I told you, I'm right, I'm right. I was a big Xbox guy back then. I was like, I got to play Spider-Man. Like, I, if I, I, I need to play Spider-Man. Like, I grew up on comics. I was like, Spider-Man is the best. I got I to gotta do this. And you're like, ah, see, I'm right, I'm right. The funny thing is, though, <laughs> is over the years, Thank you. over the last couple of years, this is going to sting. bamboozled you. It's okay. Th this, it's is okay. Gonna, this is going to sting. I, mm. I get accused of this. I get accused of being a Sony fanboy. I 100% lean Sony right now. It's pure magnetism of games. Like, I just go to where the games are. And I'm like no, sitting... No, no. 
Oh, no, you don't. No, you go to where the gimmicks are. The gimmicks? You just said you like the haptic feedback the haptic of this feedback thing. for no, Hogwarts. No, 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 because Hogwarts is also on Xbox. You go for where the gimmicks are. Well, I, I get what is on. this? What is this is a gimmick. I get I try to correct him. This is a select no. button. This is a yeah, select he, button. He got Hogwarts because of the exclusive content, not because of the haptic feedback. I was trying to say that when I, yeah, when I get more. I get more room. content. Yeah. I get more yeah. content. I get yeah. more missions. I get more. <laughs> I get. I get more potions. I get a special shop. No, I actually do. No, I go where the games are because I want Starfield to be an amazing game because I've told people before I'm like I really don't care where the games land I truly don't I don't I actually will play games on my Xbox typically if it's a multiplayer oriented game that's where I go because that's where my friends list is bigger I think Microsoft's UI I think their I think their social I think their social features are 1000 times better than Sony so if I'm going to be doing a game night or getting people together I much prefer to be on the Xbox I do I'm like this is just so much faster to send invites and make a party and get people in and so I am pulling for Starfield to crush it cuz then I can start to have that that I'll be I'll like be like boom now I'm over here playing I just, I love, this is another thing that's a little unfair. I fell out of love with PvP because I played Call of Duty for a decade and I just got sick of it. And now I gravitate more toward narrative-driven games and I love third-party action-adventure games. I just love them. I don't got bamboozled. I love them. So, like, Ghost of Tsushima is, like, one of my favorite games, right? It's one of my favorite games. What's that Netflix show, The, the Tinder Swindler? That's what he just did to me. That's yeah. what he just did to me. Yeah. <laughs> He's been talking to me for like two months. Peppering me up, chat. Peppering me up. Long I thought con. I was coming. Long con. Yeah. I, I, the never, long con. I never I never said that I was like pro oh pro God. Mr. Pro Xbox. I'm no, actually no, very no, no, I'm no, actually no. super hard on Microsoft. Super no. hard on Xbox. I, I will say this, Lono. Uh, I will say this, okay? Because I've watched your content, obviously. I believe you. I don't believe everybody else. But I believe you. When you say you want Starfield to be good and you want Xbox to be great, I believe you. Mm -hmm. The beginning of my YouTube journey, I used to believe all the Sony fans that would talk bad about Xbox. We just want them to be great. And little by little, I started seeing great things from Xbox and playing those old games that I never played that were great to me. And I'm like, what do you what 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 do you what do you mean? Like, there's still people to this day that can't give Hi-Fi Rush credit, and it's like. Or do you really want Xbox to succeed? Right. Because because they really they really don't. It's like they have a hatred for 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 Xbox. So when you say that, I be, I believe you. Yeah. I'm gonna be watching Lono. I'm gonna be watching though. I I like Hi-Fi oh. Rush. My my daughter's been playing it, and she's super far in it. She loves it. She like I have to help her every once in a while. Um, yeah. But she absolutely loves it, and I I I I really look at that that ecosystem, and I say. If this ecosystem can succeed, that's good for gaming. Like, when Xbox succeeds, yeah. it's better for the market. You want them in there saying, we have great titles, we have great things to sell. And yeah. Vengeance is asking me a question. This comes up all the time. He says, you're saying you don't care where they land, so would it therefore be better if they landed everywhere? $10 Super Chat, thank you. No. First-party exclusives are so good for the market. We've proven that with yep. Nintendo and Sony in this discussion, I, and I think I hope Starfield proves it. I hope, um, I hope uh, Forza Motorsport proves it. I do. It's like, come on, get out here on the market and prove 
that you got good products because uh, Minecraft Legends, actually Minecraft Legends isn't limited to Xbox, but it is owned by Xbox and you would hope that they're investing heavily in it. Because you got Fable, you got Avowed, you got Hellblade 2. Sadly, the the next game from Ori and the Blind Forest, uh, Moon Studios, won't be another Ori game, but they're working on, I believe, uh, a third-person RPG. I want it to be amazing. I want Rare, the guys who make Sea of Thieves, I want Everwild to be amazing because I, I... I just want games to play. Like I don't care where I play them. You know, I yeah. But why? Why would anybody not want a game to succeed? Right? Like I think more people are upset because they they don't want to spend their hard earned money and then the game comes out incomplete. I don't think anyone wants a game to fail. I mean, I guess there is someone out there that likes that things to fail, wants to want the world burn. But I think majority of the population doesn't want a game to fail. Yeah. Right. That that's just more things they can dive and put their time into if they like it. Right. I I, I don't know. I've never. I, I, I talk about a lot of stuff about giving crap to games because they give us the, the fuel to talk, to make crap about their games, right? They come out with a game, it's broke, unfinished, right. uh, you know, bugs galore, and we have to talk about it. Where right. games come out like Hogwarts, where it comes out, and it's got a little bit of bugs and issues with PC, but for the most part, it's a complete game and people love it, right? So I don't, I don't know why anyone would root against a company failing to make a game. Somebody says, can you say the same for third-party time exclusives? No, I don't. I have a whole talk show about how when Sony paid for Hogwarts exclusives for a year, I I said that I don't like that. People are like, he's pro-Sony. I I have a whole talk show about, I feel like paying for timed exclusives in games is a bygone era. I don't like it. It feels gimmicky. I feel like you're slicing the game up. I'm not a fan of it, right? Now, it wasn't a big enough deal for me to say, I'm not going to buy the game or I'm not going to support the game. But I spoke out and said, I feel like this is a bygone era. Come on, just put the full game everywhere. What are we doing? Like, why are we doing this still? And a a $5 tip uh, from Chapter 8. I prefer Xbox. I originally bought a PlayStation for Horizon, bought a Switch for Zelda. Why be loyal to a billion-dollar company? Buy where you want to play. Yeah, buy where you want to play. Exactly lean where you want to lean. And listen, listen. No, 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 no. Read the first part of the chat. Oh, oh, what's she going to PlayStation 5 for? She said uh, for Horizon. And she's an Xbox fan. Yeah, yeah, I know. Improving. I know. Thank you, I thank know. you. I know. Do you know what anecdotal evidence is, Doc? Anyway, the, the <laughs> this is not a census, Doc. You don't, you don't ask one person and say everybody that? is no. that. I didn't even ask her. She's there herself. That's great. He just, he just mic drops and like walks out of the room. I'm like, come back, come back. <laughs> no, I, the. The, I get I get personal about this, and I do. I think some of my concern and worry, I, and I mean this. I mean this. I've not talked about this a lot. Hellblade is one of my all-time favorite games. It's it means something to me at like a psychological, spiritual level. Hellblade's an important game to me, and I'm looking at Microsoft saying, "Please, please, oh my gosh, please do not mess this game up." Like there's rumors that it's coming this year. I'm like, "No, no, no, don't rush this game. Please don't rush this game." Like I need Hellblade Two to be a ten out of ten game. I need Max. it to be. And what so did you think the first one was? What's that? What did you think the first one was? What did I think it was? What do you mean? Like, how, did you like the first one? Score wise, I think like, I think like? it's one of the it's it's one of the games that is the closest to perfection in existence. That's my opinion about Hellboy. I love that. Isn't that game amazing? It's phenomenal. Have you watched the but documentary fit- about it? I have not. There's a oh. documentary on it. You need to watch the documentary about how it was made and how the woman who plays Senua. She wasn't even a voice actor. She was a video editor, and they were using her as a stand-in. And oh. she became so good at the character. They're like, this is Senua. Like, you need to watch a documentary because they did all sorts of research into how to make you experience psychosis. It's it's amazing. Yeah. I, I told uh, uh, one of my best friends, Isomotion Gaming, shout out to him, to play the game. 
because he never played. I was like, but you have to finish it. Like, you don't get the complete feel for the game unless you finish it, right? Because oh, a lot gosh, of people that play yeah. the game and they didn't finish it, and you don't know, like, you missed out. You miss out so much. And by the time he finished the game, he called me when he finished it, and he was like, "This is one of the best games I've ever played." I was like, "I know, right?" Like, it's mm-hmm. it's it's inc- yeah, it's an incredible game. I, I never played it. I watched the video, but I never played the actual game. You gotta play the game. It's, oh my god, it's so good. It's more than a game. It really is. It sounds super gimmicky, yes. silly, cheesy to say. It's an experience. It really is. It's. I I feel like it it puts on display how gaming can be art. Like it's a it's such an art form of delivering story, facts, ex- yep. experiential immersion into what it is to go through what she's going through. It's powerful. There are moments that I get I I literally get emotional playing the game. I've played it probably 3 times all the way through. And so, you know, I I'm a little I'm a little invested in in seeing Microsoft like, "Oh my gosh, like you you guys own some really nice studios. You guys own some really nice property. Please, please, please do not do not shove these games out before they're due." And Skyrim and Fallout 4, two of my favorite RPGs I remember playing. I remember getting in a party with my my boy. Fawn's got a gun. We couldn't play together, and we would get in a party and just roam Skyrim and talk. And, like, those are memories that I have. And it's like, man, if Starfield can deliver a Star Trek Fallout Skyrim in space, I will get lost in there. I really, truly will. And I feel like they got a lot riding on Starfield. I do. Yeah, they do. They sure do. I, I just beat Fallout 3. I never played any Fallout. And people in my chat were like, hey, you got to play at least Fallout 3 or Fallout 4. So I decided to go with Fallout 3. It runs 4K, 60, HDR on the best console in the market right now, the Xbox Series X. But anyways, um, <laughs> FPS boost. This is not uh, sponsored by huh? Microsoft. This, th- this is uh, not sponsored by Microsoft. Uh, I mean, if I, you thought wanna... it, I thought he was going to say the S. I thought, he was, uh, I thought the uh, joke was going to be the uh, S. It would have uh, been great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> best console out there xbox yeah. series s running yeah, at yeah. 1440 anyway so i beat the game and i when i was done playing it like i i get it i get a little bit more what all the hype for starfield is because those are one of, that's one of those games where two people will not have the same experience yeah. you can go through the game and do different things when it says do different things it's not about skipping side missions it's like completely diverting from what somebody else may do like to the point where you could destroy an entire town or not destroy it. Like that's a huge difference of a game ending. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could kill certain characters or not kill them. You know, I was running around and there was a gun that I wanted and I didn't have. And one of my allies had it. And I literally went to hit him to see what happens. And you know how sometimes when you hit people in a game, you can't actually hit them. I hit this guy and it actually worked. And then the whole town tried to attack me. And I was just like, okay, now I get it. I get why these games are yeah. people, you know, like these games, you know? Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if Starfield does it. I, but at 30 frames per second, I don't know. <sighs> I, I agreed with your video so much. Sergio with a $5 super chat. I prefer PS5. He says that's all. That's just the super chat. That's yep, it. So that's there you it, go. That's it. Big mole, big mole with a five spot. Microsoft literally built a state-of-the-art studio and campus from the ground up for Ninja Theory in Cambridge. They invested. Homie, I, I swear, I swear I hope that all results in just brilliance, brilliance yeah. in the game. I really do. Because... Yeah. I the, the Starfield 30 FPS discussion though, I, Todd Howard makes it sound like they're totally cool with that, and I'm like, what? No, I'm not. I'm not cool with that. I didn't buy these. I didn't not buy a Series X to play a game at 30. I just didn't. I, I now if you're gonna give me like the 4K ray tracing 30 mode, and then you let me pick 
the 60 performance mode. I'm fine with that. All of my Sony games do that, and I always go with performance every time. Every time. I, I, I have a I have a question. What about if you're not paying seventy dollars for it? It's just it's just on Game Pass. What, what can right. I pay seventy dollars and get this? No, can no, I pay seventy and I, can I get that? I know, but your your argument's always been if it's a seventy dollars game, it needs to be a next gen game. My my point is, it's not going to be seventy dollars because no one's going to buy it. They're just going to play it on Game Pass. <laughs> what did he do? He just confused me. He confused me. <laughs> Chat, translate that. Translate what he just did right there. Doc, listen. If you pay a seventy dollars game, you want that thing to be next gen. Correct. Right? Yeah. Well, on Xbox, why would you pay seventy dollars for Starfield when it's going to be on? game pass anyway right you're not gonna uh-huh. buy it for 70 dollars. so because you're not paying 70 dollars, it doesn't need to run to 60 frames per second it's only gonna run 30 hey lono you know my whole thing in the beginning about the ex- uh, mcdonald's and five guys <laughs> delete it delete it yeah don't 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 post this chat never mind don't post this podcast <laughs> never mind no 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 that's not an excuse <laughs> it is that's it's what I'm exactly saying. is because because it's just on game pass you see what I'm saying? This see, this is what we call professional. Rounded around back from the beginning of the show, back around here. Okay, it's on Game Pass, so the quality doesn't have to hit the standards that people want it to do. Because in the in the in the in the bigger scheme of things, it's not gonna make or break the game. It's just another game on Game Pass. Your mic, you messed my your mic. Side. There you go. I thought you were on my side. This is a book of uh, lies. I'm on my side. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know what console is purple. Why? Why he's got purple on? What is that? It's, it's a blue it's a chair. Blue. I knew it's, it's, it's it. A, I knew it's a royal it. blue. Oh my god! <laughs> is it, I don't, I don't own a PlayStation Five. I don't own a PlayStation Five. So yeah, Chad, yeah he doesn't have me. a PS Five. They got me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, he's a Stadia fan. Somebody says you're a Stadia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a Stadia fan. Yeah, no, I didn't buy Stadia either. <laughs> I no, I I. I hear where Mike's coming from. I think it is. I think it's difficult to say I'm going to hold you to this standard when I didn't. I didn't buy the game. Like I, I do. I Damn, think that that's a hard. That's, that's a hard, hard ask. I mean, after everything I just said, this podcast, I can't really rebuttal that. I mean, I'm going to look crazy. Yeah. Damn, Mike. Okay. All right, thirty. All right. The the I hope we here. I thought, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Well, the hope would be the hope would be that Microsoft has a vested interest in first party titles being ambassadors for Game Pass. And so if a game comes out and runs like looks like trash, that's not they, they're not going to abide that. Like I don't I I do think there is that worry about like the diluting effect, but I also think after what happened with Halo, I don't think Microsoft's going to stand idly by and say, "Oh no, sure, it's totally fine if our Game Pass flagships run and and perform terribly and get terrible reviews." That will reflect yeah. poorly on Game Pass. A great example Forspoken reflects poorly on the PlayStation, even though it's a timed exclusive. Like, it's not even a first-party PlayStation game, but nobody thinks of it that way. They're like, Forspoken runs bad. That's on Sony. And it's like, oh, but not really. But that'll happen with first-party titles if they land on Game Pass. By the time Forsaken gets over to Xbox, it'll have two years to fix itself. It'll be fine. (laughs) They can just fix it over time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I, I want to I want to give opportunity for this because I I do feel like the train of the conversation has slowed down. I always can kind of sense that, and so is chat. So like guys can like get it out of your systems. I got Do I have any more super chats to thank? I th- no, that's it. That's it. Man, you guys were so generous today. I during this segment, 
We want to make sure and support guests when they're on. So I want to start to just kind of ask Doc about content, how he got into it, how he got into his channel. But I also want to make sure you guys check him out, right? It's it, it's right there underneath him, DocDark1985, all right? There's an underscore in there. Yes, sir. Check him out. If you just go to YouTube and search for DocDark, you'll find him, right? Because he got, he got somebody reacted to one of his videos a while ago, and I know that got, got a lot of people looking for him, which is good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am always interested. I used to do this all the time. I would kick off a show and ask the guest how they got into content creation. I wanted to kick it to the end of the show because I want people to be able to like click on the vid, get right into the debate. And uh, I have a feeling this won't be the last time he's on this show either. This was a lot of fun. I know you guys enjoyed it. And why? I said no more super chats. What are y'all doing? Two from Big Idity, two from Hilly, and one from Virus. I'm not. I'm not even going to read your messages because you just you didn't listen. I'm not reading messages. <laughs> thank you seriously thank you for the super chats so I, I first of all when did you get into get into creating content because I, I don't know if it's been that long and like how did it even happen um it's been I think three years now when I since I started um making videos and oh man this is gonna sound this is gonna sound bad um Gaming is not, um, or at least three years ago, or at least around the crowd where where I work and my friends and stuff, is not something that's extremely popular. It's more of like uh, it's 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 viewed in a negative way. Typically, if you say like I'm a gamer, it's viewed in a negative way. Okay, I don't know how many other people feel that way, but just oh, around it was like that when I was a kid growing up. It was like that. I was yeah, the outsider. Yeah. Right, but if, but if but if you're an adult and you say you're a gamer, no, no, I get it. Like, yeah, but I, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're an adult male and you say you're a gamer, it's like uh, you know. Um, so for me, it, it it turned into I just wanted people to talk to about gaming, and I didn't care if it was one or two people. I had my uh, I used to make videos on my on my laptop before, and it would be the same thing. I would just be in my bathroom and I would just talk to the camera. And it just started that way. And it would start at first with just my friends that would subscribe and stuff. And at the beginning, everyone's, you know, laughing at you, making fun of you. Like, you know, why are you making, you know, YouTube content or whatever. Right. And it became it became fun being able to talk about something that I didn't feel like I could talk to other people about in in public or on day to day or at work or whatever. Okay. And little by little, man, it just... It just kept growing and it kept growing and it kept growing. And I think people people liked the approach. I get, I'll be honest with you, man. I was talking to 30 um, beforehand. I, I always encourage people just if you if you even think about making content, just go ahead and make it because you don't know what's going to appeal to somebody. Hmm. I can't I can't tell you um, why I've been I've been blessed and, and, and my channel grew and is growing the way that it's growing. And I think that it's growing at, at the perfect rate. I know some people grow extremely fast. Some people grow a little bit slower. I am perfectly happy with the growth that I'm having. And I I am so appreciative of everyone that watches my stuff and comes through and, and, and people understand that this is this this to me is is uh is entertainment, right? It's an extension of the 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 escape that I get from playing video games from real life and everything that's going on. So I don't like to bring the drama into it per se, but I definitely like the trolling and the council warring and all that other stuff. You know, we had a little fun banter with us here, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I just I just didn't. And for me, it wasn't 
I'm not. I wasn't looking at it to be a career. I wasn't looking at it to 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 make you know ridiculous amount of money. Um, but obviously, if I'm turning on a camera, I want people to to watch, right? Like I think that's that's a little weird when some people say I make content for myself. I don't want. I don't care if people watch or not. Because if that's the case, you could just make a video and make it private if you don't care, right? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So, so so I'm not gonna lie to the chat. Like I make my videos, and I I hope you guys watch it. I hope you guys go to my channel. I hope you guys you know support or whatever. Um, but I make my videos and it's, it's me in a tank top in whatever background I'm in. If I'm visiting my family in, in, in Illinois, I'm over there. I'll put on my little tripod and, and that's something that has helped me out. Like I talked to a lot of different content creators because my content is so basic. I can make it anywhere. Yep. And there's nothing really restricting me. You know what I mean? Like I could get off this podcast right now and literally within 10 minutes have a video uploaded. Um, I don't even pick my thumbnails. Um, I don't even put anything in, in, in on, on on the screen. It's just you see me, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I and I know my if if I if I focus on thumbnails and and titles a little bit more and hashtags and all of that stuff, I, I'm sure it would grow and everything. But like I said, I'm happy with my growth from where I'm at, right? I'm 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 content. Um, started making content, started picking up. And then I'll be honest with you, Lono, it was a lot of people like you and 30 that, man, you guys just gave me a chance. You guys would have me on your platforms. All it takes is one person to see your video, go into somebody else's chat and boom, next thing you know, you're somewhere or uh, somebody making a reaction video out of you, whether mm -hmm. it's a positive or a negative reaction video out of you. You know what I yeah, mean? Because I have yeah. plenty of, of negative reaction videos of me out there as well that still also garner attention. And even though what that person was saying might be correct, when they come to my video and they watch a few of my videos, now they're seeing they might get a different perspective. Some people just follow just to disagree with me. And that's okay too, right? Because I'm viewing it as you're just out here just trying to escape. Listen, when, when I click on Reforge Gaming during Chow, right? When I'm at work, Sometimes it's just because I don't want to be in the office and I can't actually leave the office. But the closest thing I could do is put my head headphones on mm -hmm. and they know that I'm eating and I'm listening to you talk about Game Pass and Xbox and I'm fuming. <laughs> I'm fuming. Right. But it's taking me away from the office. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, you know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. for that little second on something that I can get mad about it and then put it down and then it doesn't matter. Or I can agree with you. Get it down. Doesn't matter. I see Cowboys in the chat and now your mama knows he's in the chat. He's another one that does this for entertainment. He would go back and forth with me, and it's, 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 it's a newfound, um, it's a newfound passion for me. But like I always say, there's levels to this, and I need a chat to understand that different content creators take this more serious than others and do things differently. And and you should be able, the same way as gaming goes, you should be able to enjoy the indie titles as you enjoy the AAA titles. And there might be times where you might enjoy the indie title just more than that AAA title, and that's okay. I don't know what the production value is, you know, uh, for you, Lono, or for you, 30, or whatever, right? But this camera that I got right now on my computer is a little camera from Amazon. This mic is a blue snow mic that I got uh, from, from Best Buy, actually, for it was on sale for 30 bucks. I got $60 setup. You know what I mean? The laptop is an old laptop. It's got a 1660 60, 60 Ti in it. You know what I mean? I mean, so it is what it is. And then most of my videos are made on my phone, which a lot of you already have. Yes, I was talking all that trash about iPhones because I don't have one, so I don't have a blue bubble. But 
I don't know, man. It's just um, I like it. I have fun, and I and I have so much fun when I see people like you guys react to it. Like I saw your reaction video that you did, Lono, right? And you were like, "Oh, this guy's," and you could picture where I'm like when I'm stopping and I'm thinking and I look annoyed or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. and you, right? Everybody got something different that they bring, so um, I just appreciate it, man. And I, 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 like I told you before off stream, I really appreciate it, man, for you having me on your platform. I really do because I know this is gonna, um, you know, bring more attention. But more than that, I hope that we were able to entertain people, and, and for two hours, we were able to grab people and take them away from something that they might be going through. That stuff really matters, right? That's all I got, brother. Yeah. I, I love that I that the you just kind of you say that you you uh you struggle in the live environment I mean you I didn't have to ask any more questions I mean you just went you know what I'm saying I think that's one of the reasons your videos do well is I cut my teeth in the live environment so when I go to make a video I just do it in one take like I don't do all this editing and stopping and stuff and the first time I watched one of your videos I was like this is another guy that just goes you know and mm -hmm there was a level of jealousy like I watched your content I'm like he's just saying whatever he feels like saying like he's not following the whims of the news cycle he's not you know beholden to making sure he's doing like a, a news read and all of this and I changed my content somewhat it was influenced by what you were doing we heavily started saying I just need to start going opinion like just put the opinion on the thumbnail the title and do a show open that's more opinion based and I enjoy my content way more now. And I know it was it was a ripple effect and like a reverberation from watching your videos and thinking even all the ones I didn't react to, I would just watch them because it was like, this is enjoyable just to hear what somebody thinks. And there were times I'm like, I don't agree with him at all. But like, right, I know I, right. but I don't have to ask the question. Well, what does Doc think? I was like, I know what he thinks. Like, there's, there's no doubts, you know? Yeah. That's awesome, man. With... With going down like that route of like pure opinion, right? Mm -hmm. Do you sometimes though feel like it's hard to make the content or like you can't find anything to talk about? Like, do you do you notice it being a little bit easier when there's a news cycle surge? Because like that is something that we're always we're always frustrated by. Is like if everybody shuts up and nothing's happening in the gaming world, it's like, what are we gonna talk about? Like that's that's a frustration point with my daily shows. Do you experience like that that to, to any degree at all? I, I do, I do, and and um, I try to not just make a video just because I feel like I need to make a video, right? But the more you do this, you do realize that if there's a if there's a hot story going on, you know that that video typically is gonna do a little bit a little bit better or whatever. You know, it's funny for me for my channel because I'm mostly an Xbox centric channel, but if I put PlayStation on the title, that video skyrockets. Right. So if I put PlayStation because I get the people that that mm -hmm. agree with me go in and then the people that want to hear me talk nonsense come in and then speak. And, and because it's opinion based and it's not coming from a place of fact, they're allowed to disagree and still feel correct in their, in their disagreement. And then use my comment section then sometimes goes off and then that becomes its own little thing as well. Um, it does become difficult. But the reason why I told you that I feel live shows are a lot more difficult. And I could do it like this when we're just talking and interacting with each other. But like for you, when you just turn on the camera and you just go, man, because sometimes there's moments of silence where that silence feels deafening. You know, you got to keep going. You got to like keep that going. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know how you guys do it. I, I used to do this thing called the, 
30 minute sessions with doc where i would go live but it would just be for 30 minutes and i would remember just looking at that counter right i'm like okay all i gotta do is just hit that 30 minutes hit that 30 minutes but we've been going live for well how many hours we've been doing this now two hours almost two hours and nine minutes right right that's a little bit different though because i'm interacting with you guys and i'm looking at the chat and you guys are coming and i'm bouncing off of you guys but when you're doing it just by yourself that's really difficult so for everyone out there if you guys see live channels like this understand it's not it's not easy it's not easy to constantly keep entertaining the other thing is you have to time when people can't call you when something doesn't happen you got to hope nothing's going on that there's no emergency all that other stuff right for me if i'm in the middle of a 10 minute video and something happens i just cut the video i'll finish the video later or i'll retake the video later you're going live it's 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 a lot more it's a lot different you know so i admire everyone that does lives but i I'll, I'll be honest a lot of my growth has been coming from being able to be on live shows so because mm -hmm. again this will stay up on youtube people will rewatch it and everyone that's watching it right now is getting a sense of for who i am and they'll go subscribe and it's, it's pretty cool but yeah overall to answer your question simple it, it it does get hard but i think i would assume we all go through it mm -hmm. right i'm, I'm assuming 30 yeah. goes through the same thing right has difficulty sometimes what they call it writer's block or whatever right even though we don't write content block i guess i would call it where yeah you're just not feeling it you know i i've been struggling with that mostly uh recently in the last like six months because i, I started this new channel like i'm motivated and then all of a sudden i get not motivated right like you, something mm -hmm. happens you're not in the headspace you want to something happens in the news story and you're like oh i'm gonna talk and then you're like nah i'm i'm good it, it, it's a struggle it's a struggle especially uh we talked before the show i don't write anything down like mm -hmm. i've been trying to structure more to do stuff but i'm a bullet point guy like i'll put one word and then i'll go on for 10 minutes based on that that one little word that's on the sheet of paper right so yeah i start i i used to be the same way bullet points super rough outline and now i've gone full monologue like i, I open my show and i just I go for, you know, 10, 15, sometimes 30 minutes doing basically a monologue. And it's my favorite part of the show now. Now, I got some feedback yesterday. I asked some people, let me ask you guys, what do you think of the show opens? We've been doing it for a couple of weeks. They're like, they're great, but they get a little long, like in a live environment. I'm not looking at chat for half an hour. That's nuts, right? Like, I'm just talking for 30 minutes. Yeah. So I shortened it a little bit today, and it did feel better. It felt like chat engagement responded better, but... I do this full time. I mean, this is what I do as a career. I got two kids. I'm married. Like it's, I have to treat it basically like a job. It gets, yeah. so, many, it gets so many hours a week. This isn't yeah. what you do full time doc. So you got that, you got family, you got stuff, you got, you got right. commitments outside of this. How do you yeah. balance those things with the desire to like, I, I want to crack off a video right now. I want to put out a video. Damn, that's great. That's great, Lona. Okay, so it it's being it's being realistic with yourself, right? Being realistic with what you can commit to and what you can't commit to. I have a career, I have a family, I have different obligations. Uh, in my line of work, sometimes it's a set schedule, sometimes it's not. Sometimes I have to be gone longer than I would like. Okay, it's just just the nature of the beast. If I was to set up a I'm going to do this podcast every single Monday and Thursday. I know that I would fail. I know that I wouldn't be able to commit to that. Mm. And that's why for me, this, this fits better, which are just my, my short videos. The other thing that I do is I go on YouTube and I try to make content 
that I like the most. So I typically like the shorter videos. For me to watch a two-hour podcast like this will take me like five days. Because <laughs> I just won't sit through the whole thing. You know, I'll, 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 I'll watch a segment of it, then I'll go watch something else, and then later back I'll come back and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I'm just being honest with you, right? If I see two videos on a topic, I'm going to click the one that's the shorter video first. Yep. But again, yep. that's just me, right? Some people like those long-form videos, so I make what I like. And that, to me, makes sense, mm-hmm. right? If if you um if, if I I don't see why someone that likes country music as their favorite genre of music would make rap music like that wouldn't make sense to me like you should probably make country music as well right doesn't mean that you can't like you know whatever but it would just make sense so that's that's the type of of content that I like to make I make things I I make content that I, that I like to watch and I also like videos that are a lot more um more simpler just someone talking I was talking to thirty before. Um, we were on when you went to take a break before we were on. And I told them that about you, there's certain things that people have that you just can't mimic. So like the way Lono, I don't even know if you know that you do this, the way you have inflection in your voice at certain times, the way you stop at certain topics, the way you pause, right? All that stuff that's like instinctive mm-hmm. is what keeps people, you know, coming back and, 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 and attracted to the content. Some people have it. Other people don't. And again, that's why I tell people, if you're thinking about making content, make it because you you don't know who you're mm, going to appeal to. Right. You you might be natural at it. You might have it. You know, there's people that can make videos and not even be on screen. It'll just be a gameplay show and their voice is enough. Right. Yeah. There's other people where you got to see them. You got to see the animation. OK, this whole tank top thing. I just happened to get lucky with it, but it became perfect because now I can make thousands of videos. And if you see me in a tank top. You're not wondering why I'm in a tank top. That's just what Doc does, right? Doc is just in a tank top. That's just what he is. If I put on a shirt, people comment like, oh, why is he wearing a shirt? You know what I mean? (laughs) But I think about it. If I would have had to have wear, you know, actual shirt every single time, eventually you would have started seeing the same shirt over and over again. People would be like, what, you don't got no more shirts? You know what I mean? Just another something else that you got to think about, you know? Where, again, just turn on the camera, guys. Make it content if you want to make it. There's, there's enough. That's another thing. I, at first, I didn't think there was enough space. Once I started growing, yeah. And boy, was I wrong, man. Oh yeah. People, people want to hear you talk about Game Pass. They want to hear Thirty talk about Game Pass. They want to hear me talk about Game Pass. They want to hear the next door neighbor talk about Game Pass. I'm tired of hear about Game Pass, but they'll click on the next Game Pass video. <laughs> I'm tired about the Activision deal. I'm tired of it. But yep. check how many, how, check how many views those videos have. Yeah. Am I lying? I'm tired no. of it, right? No, it's true. I'm it's tired true. of The Last of Us. Sony remakes it mm-hmm. for yeah. seventy dollars. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, <laughs> that's that's an excellent point. I think sometimes people think, oh, everybody's already talked about that, but we've learned that even being on the front of the wave is not that beneficial. Sometimes it's better for me to cover something the day after because it's yep. run through the news cycle, and they're like, "What's he think?" Instead of being like, oh, he needs to report on it as soon as it happens. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to, I'm going to do it the next day. We're, we, I just started right. telling people, I was like, we'll do that tomorrow. We'll, we'll get to that. Like, and having that confidence and knowing that if I bring enough value and I do, and I do what I'm supposed to do, then people mm-hmm. will tune in. And I love that you said you create content that you like, because for the longest time I did a podcast with a guy for a while. And that was something that he said that always stuck with me. And I started parroting it. He said, you know, write the book that you would read, make the movie that you would watch. And the reason I think that's so such great advice 
is if it's if you're making the kind of content you would consume, then you're in the best position to critique it. You can go back yeah. and re-listen and re-watch it, and you're like, would I watch this? Would I keep watching? Well, no. Okay, guess what? Now you have a way of improving your content. What would make it better? What would make you keep watching? What would make you click again? And you can critique and improve your own content because if you were consuming it, you would say, I didn't like that or that was too slow or that took too long. And I've done that over the years. I've completely changed the speed with which I talk, the way in which I talk. I've been doing this for eight years and it's nothing like it was in its infancy at all because... You just always want to refine it. And I think you've probably done that, right? I bet you if you go back and watch your earlier videos, they're yes. very different than they are now. Yes. And, and but that's one of the things that you mentioned is going back and rewatching your videos, which at first you think is kind of weird. Like, well, why are you watching your own content? But it's like, no, you, sh- you should go back and watch it and you'll pick up on little things. Like one of the first things I picked up on when I was making uh, when I make videos on my phone is and a lot of people make this mistake is they won't look at the camera. Yep. They'll look at themselves. And what's crazy is to the viewer, like, you can actually see that, right? And I picked it up. I'm like, man, if this person just shifted their eyes and actually looked at the camera <laughs> mm-hmm. and stopped looking at themselves, or you, you just, you know, take your videos with the backside, right? It makes a huge difference, man. It makes a huge difference. Just things like that, because it looks like you're actually talking to the audience and all that other stuff. So, but yeah, going back and, and, and seeing how I did things, and it helps out a lot. And I think everyone should go back and revisit. Because if you don't like your own stuff, then... That could that could be right. that could be a problem, you know. I mean, athletes watch their 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 playbacks of their of their sports. Right. You know what I mean? They they see what yeah. they did wrong, what they could do better. That's that's exactly. Yeah. I I literally watch my content all the time. We I've been doing it for years, uh, and you do you pick up on stuff. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. it's too much silence at that one point. When I made this question, maybe I should fill it in with something else. Read chat. Do there's so many things that you can critique and do and change when you're when you're going through stuff, uh, you know. And and you wouldn't know any of that if you don't try, right? So you. Just like you said in the beginning, if you want to stream, just do it. Just just yeah. turn on the camera on and do it. Yeah. yeah. I, you guys are being too kind. Uh, $5 from Limitless Gaming. Lono's speaking mannerisms allow him to go on a 35-minute rant, but also keep a discussion civil for the most part and people listen. And then our boy 809Lion says, Lono's skill as a host for live content superb. Doc's charisma on camera is a great compliment. Thank you. Oh, uh, Thank you, brother. Thank you. The, the looking into the camera thing, I think, is one of the reasons your videos pull people because it feels like you're, you're talking to them. It's like, this guy's, mm. talk, this guy's talking to me. Like, what? Like, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? Like, you're like, you know, you're like, okay, okay, okay. Let me, let me talk to you. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. I'm like, why is he talking to me like this? Like, it's immersive. Like, I'm immediately pulled yeah, yeah. in. I'm like, why is, why, what's Doc going to yell at me about today? Well, not yell, yeah. but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. I hate the new camera because he never looks at it. Why? Well, it's a studio thing. It's just meant to make it feel like you're in a cool studio. It's it's a it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. That's <laughs> it's, right. That's right. It's one of the reasons I never wrote stuff down is because when I'm speaking just from the hip, I'm looking at the camera. But if I write uh, stuff down, that's a good point. you start reading and you start looking towards the actual script. And I mm-hmm. even thought about I even thought about getting one of those um, uh, like teleprompter things where you, you you put it on the screen, you can move it. But I was like. Nah, I was like, that's too much work. I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna shoot, shoot from the hip. You know what I mean? I said, I said this before the stream. Someone came in my one of my channels and said, "Man, I would love if you if you wrote, like gave the closed caption and wrote your script in the thing." And I wrote back and said, "Brother, I don't, I don't have a script. I'm literally just speaking from what's off the top of my brain mm-hmm. right then and there. And to and to go back and type all that stuff, I don't have time for that." Could you imagine doing that, Doc? Like you're doing a 10 minute video, and then you have to go back and no, break down everything you said. Like, no, that's not gonna work. 
doesn't work in that. I would have to write all the ums and all the. (laughs) (laughs) The craziest thing about your content when I watch it is you will just go silent for like a a beat a beat and a half and i can't stand radio silence so i'm yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. i'm like sitting there i'm like say something like talk <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. so comfortable with yeah. being like you're looking yeah. off you're thinking i'm thinking yeah yeah and you're like this is what it is and then you then you have your thoughts and i'm like man that is that's that's ballsy because I obviously in the live environment I do not shut up I won't I won't let it I, yeah. dead air is I, I get uncomfortable I'll do it sometimes to show people I'm like you want it, you want some dead air I'll give them 10 seconds and everybody gets like everybody loses their minds but man I have you have you ever thought about that like does anybody ever give you negative feedback on that like man when this, this dude needs to edit his videos to make them faster or you know or do they just accept that that's your style it's uh I, I have gotten feedback on it but i think people just just understand i had somebody said uh i watch all his videos at two times x <laughs> I, I yeah. watch most videos at two times x. Yeah. i've i've done that yeah. i've done that to you if i have a couple vids to catch up on i'm like ah, okay come on get to the point get to the point you can't you can't watch my videos at two times x i speak way too fast that's hilarious because i watch your video two times it's worse though if I watch somebody reacting to my video. Like some people will react to my video live and they won't do the two times X. So they'll sit there and while I'm thinking, they're thinking, you know, the whole chat is thinking, and then I'm watching them think while I'm thinking, and it's just a whole thinking present. Yeah, it becomes a problem. Yeah, it it's a, a thing, problem, it's yeah. a thinkception. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. That's I've, funny, I've definitely yeah. done that. I'm like, oh, I got to catch up on Doc's stuff. So I'll, I'll put it on, I'll put it on times two i if i listen to my own stuff like looking for shorts or something looking for good moments i'll put it on like a a 1.7 or a two because i'm just listening Mm -hmm. for those hot moments like i can i can hear and then when i slow it down i sound drunk i'm like why am i talking so slow but you you get used to that fast speed Uh, and then when you back it down you're like what is going on yeah zubair does that he'll come in to catch up to the live and he'll put me on you know two times and he's like, why can't you do that live? Can you talk that fast all the time? He <laughs> like, said, I have very fast yeah. ears. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He funny. should. He better have fast ears. He's a lawyer. He's got to be good at listening and, and catching things. So That's funny. Guys, we, we really want to see support of anybody who's ever on the show. Use the description below to throw these guys some love doc dark one nine eight five there's levels to this we got there's into, levels to this yes we got sir. into the levels today i really think this is probably one of the actual best debates we've had we promised a debate and we had one like usually the debates turn into like it's just me and chat right but like there was good back and forth so be sure to show support there check out 30 and still gaming as well 30 nsg is the channel regular regular content i was gonna do more hogwarts but i'm not going to i'm not going to i think this was a great great way to end i plus i we, I won't have to rush the call i won't have to end the call i we, we can end the episode and uh and you guys can tune in tonight as a member my wife and i'll be hanging out having drinks with you and playing some hogwarts so if your members get in the discord so you don't miss that 30 they look for you at 30 nsg is that is that the best place to find your content right now it is yes or if you just type in 30 and still gaming that's my main my main brand but because the new channel kind of shortened it just 30 nsg so check it out there right and and doc like best place to connect with you is your channel or should they should they look for you on socials or you know what's the best way 
Uh, yes, definitely my YouTube channel. Uh, it's the same gamer tag on PlayStation, Xbox, DocDog1985. I do stream on Twitch from time to time, so come check me out on Twitch. And I do have a Twitter as well. I pretty much accept all friend requests. Um, I don't... The only thing I don't do is like real, real world drama. So as you want to talk trash about gaming or whatever, come on down, man. We'll have some fun. Perfect. Perfect. Well, before you guys came to this, we had a Jedi video that went live and a bunch of you were hanging out here instead of watching it. You might have missed it. So I'm going to link to that in chat if you guys want to check that out and then make sure you're in the discord so that you do not miss tonight's stream as a member they're really really fun and that video is a reaction to ign got the scoop on the five stances in the star wars jedi survivor game and it looks dope guys mm. thank you so much for watching every friday i hang out here with mike and again i, I, I will pro- we'll have doc back i can almost guarantee that right if, if he's willing I appreciate this was fun. that. of course of course this was fun so the links to both these gentlemen are right in the description. They made it really easy on YouTube. You can just click their name and it'll take it'll take it to their channel. Super easy. So if you're watching the past broadcast, give them some love. If you're listening to this in any of the locations that this hits, you just go to YouTube and search for these fine gentlemen and throw them some support. Thanks so much for listening and watching. We'll see you next time. Thank you.